0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Not A Real Veteran Podcast. We're happy to have you here, and we have a very special Veteran Caucus episode for you today with two of my least favorite Veteran Caucus officers in the entire caucus, and that's only out of like five people, so that really says a lot. But let's welcome the first one to help me do the ad reads. He's always here, but his name is not. Welcome, Not Been Weir.
1: Hey, welcome to you, bud.
0: A Nice hoodie representing the merch, which, by the way, to everybody watching this, you can find at notarealpodcast.com. You can find my face on T-shirts or not a real veteran T-shirts or not a real libertarian T-shirts. Gun Hub. We got it all. You can also go visit redemptiontactical.com and use this link to get our discount and let them know that we sent you because that's what matters. So they can keep paying us. But Buy lots of shit. Buy tactical face masks, ballistics, class 4, class 3, plates. You got everything you need there to uh, fight against the man and survive, so be ready.
1: Yeah, just so they know, if they bump their sponsorship package up from, uh, you know, paying us to read their ads to giving me gear, their their slot will go from 20 seconds to 20 minutes, so I just want that out. No shit. And Braxton uh, can
0: ramble. He will take the ad, tell a really long story about some pink universe, no blue, some blue universe and then he'll uh, take the money. And it's great. It's a great system you got there, bud.
1: Anyways, uh, Welcome, say hello Steve. to Thomas oh All the – yeah, it's moving <laughs> around. <laughs> Queeter for State Senate. Tom for 52.com. If you are in New York's 52nd District, uh, you really, really, really ought to look into voting for Tom. And even if you're not in his district, if you are a libertarian, definitely uh, follow his work. Check out his website. See what he's doing in his campaign. Tomfor52.com. There's no quit in queeter.
0: None. I think we should have a new tradition whenever it comes to Royal Green ad reads because they're only a third of the screen and they cover neither of us. One oh. of us should read the ad and the other one should just try to be as weird as possible in the background. Not distracting, because that would take away from our sponsor.
1: One person should what be weird. reading The Royal Green, maybe like with a pair of spectacles. Um,
0: it's a great idea. And yeah. you can find The Royal Green and spectacles that come free with every purchase at TheRoyalGreen.com. You can also find it on Amazon. That's in paperback or on Kindle. Now, ladies and gentlemen,
1: the chromant you've been waiting for a chin, a mouth, Ten fingers, two nipples, (laughs) a butt, two kneecaps. I've just described to you the Alaskan Raven, and the reward for its capture, all the riches in Alaska. It is the Alaskan Raven. Over on Facebook, they've got some spicy memes, I tell you what. Um, They're at Slick Crow, if you don't find them just by searching the Alaskan Raven, but uh, man, it's a meme, memeers, meme page. Um, If you like the memes, you can go over there and you can appreciate the curated selection of memes and you can talk to them about their memes. They uh, they're all about the engagement. So uh, check out the Alaskan Raven on Facebook at Slick I
0: love it. That was fantastic, Mr. Shrew. And please go to taller for KY dot com. That's James Taller for Kentucky. People over politics. Go ahead, donate to him. If you live in Kentucky especially, you do not want another Republican or Democrat sitting in Washington representing you or failing to represent you. And you know what? Kentucky's pretty dope. Who's he running against, I wonder?
1: Uh, Thomas Massey, so kind of a rock and a hard place.
0: I'm a – huh. Huh. I mean, look, Thomas Massey's not a real libertarian. I mean, nobody is. But at the same oh, time, it's like, he's the best we got in Washington. That's Wait a minute. I thought taller I I was, was running for Senate.
1: No, yes, right, he is. Right. No, I'm not right. I'm joking. I'm being facetious. Oh, oh okay.
0: Sorry, so he might be bro. running against Rand Paul. Is Rand Paul up for re-election this year?
1: Um... I mean, it's
0: a 50 chance. He's running against somebody. The other one's McConnell. I hope he's running against McConnell. That'd be fantastic. There you go. Yeah. Okay. See. Well, anyway, go taller for KY.
1: And, well you and know, it, whenever we definitely ready, support Taller in that because he's the only one that's not a Republican.
0: Not true. I completely agree. But at the same time, okay, we won't have this debate here. It's a libertarian <laughs> podcast. I'd rather have I'd rather have Massey, you know, and Rand Paul still in the Senate. At least so our ideas, you know, are out there and getting voiced. Um, but I would rather have a libertarian. So I don't you know disagree
1: what? with you at all, man. I'm just being funny. Yeah. I know,
0: I know. All right, go ahead, hit it, bro.
1: Uh, Pokemon Coliseum. No, no, no. Podcast Coliseum. Uh, the mm. Not a Real Libertarian Coliseum. Uh, Friday, January 14th, uh, Sean Hickman is going to debate Dan Berman, um, and it's going to be the Minarchy versus Anarchy debate. Um, we already know who's going to win, but we are very excited about the episode nonetheless. We appreciate both of them coming on nonetheless. And uh, yeah, make sure you're here for the debut of the Coliseum Friday. January 14th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time.
0: I'm pumped for that. Have you ever heard Dan Behrman speak? Or
1: I have debate? not. No.
0: I heard him on a clubhouse one time, but it was not. It was a clubhouse very much centered on his campaign and not so much talking about libertarianism in general. So I have no idea, you know, how well he represents his own ideas and things like that. Um, his hat's dope. Have you ever heard Sean Hickman debate?
1: Not at all. That was going to be my question to you. Oh, OK.
0: I've heard Sean debate on Clubhouse a lot of times. I think he's very thoughtful in his approach to things. So I think it's always good. I want to I want to see it. I'm excited. I think that anarchy um, is the clear winner. And I think that honestly, I think that Sean's probably more of an anarchist than he's willing to admit if he if he heard it in different words. But I'm not sure how this debate will go because Sean's a good debater. So we'll see. I'm excited for it, though. Got great things coming on this network, as always. And what is this? Good-looking hoodie got on there, Braxton. Yeah, that's right. That's not Braxton, and it's not Ben Weir either. We don't know who it is.
2: Oh, and it's thank Braxton. thank you, Jenny.
0: If you guys want to copy Jenny's link to redemptiontactical.com, she's got it in the comments because she is the best. Thank you.
1: All right, dude. So, you know,
0: enough of us. I'm already bored of you, and we're only like six minutes in. There we go.
2: Dude, I hate how it's mirrored
0: and not actual how do I fix that?
1: Oh, uh nice. I don't know if there is any fixing it.
0: There might be. Uh wait, it's your camera. You have to do it on your camera settings though, not on uh, not on StreamYard or anything.
2: Oof. All right. They'll live.
0: It, it's super annoying because I want to point over here and I'm pointing over here and it's gets really confusing sometimes. Try <laughs> to try to give me a high five. Oh darn yeah so there, there we go. go super confusing okay anyway so we've got michael lama here the only person who's actually willing to own and accept his own identity so we appreciate that mike michael who's is mike? a national organizer for the veteran caucus that's you and he uh is also running for city council in hayward california he's also a mises caucus member um lp member and super dope guy so welcome to the show man oh and a marine veteran which is why he's here <laughs> That All is right. true. So thanks now
1: thanks that we've uh, described your life, I don't guess we need you for anything anymore. But uh, <laughs> thanks really, for coming by.
0: It's been real, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, so, so Michael, do we need to keep this podcast campaign appropriate? Is this going to be shared to the Lema for Hayward page?
2: Probably not. But uh, one thing I've noticed is everything that I post somehow makes it back to the incumbent. Uh, I had posted something. Uh. I posted an email. Uh, that I got from Hayward that Hayward City Council is going to be closed on Friday, and I posted that on just on Instagram and Twitter, and I, I got a DM from one of the sitting city council members asking why I had a problem with that. So I am being watched for sure. So let's Good just stuff. keep that in mind.
0: <laughs> That's uh, hilarious that they would actually reach out to you and ask you personally. That's like uh, some petty ass shit. So you know it had to be an incumbent. But uh, I'm excited. That's great. I'm, man. I'm excited that means you're making too.
2: Noise. Yeah. So hopefully we can keep up the momentum. Uh, we're gonna have a couple fundraising pushes
0: here soon, so okay. I'm excited. Do you, uh, you have an iPhone or an Android? I'm team iPhone, baby. Team iPhone forever, bro. Yeah. So you can screen record, right? So what I would totally recommend is after we film this podcast, remember when if we have something good or we have you talk about something that's really you know, powerful, it. strong, go back and screen record it. Mark the time in your head and go back and screen record that shit and just put ten second clips on your campaign page, and that's the way to do it. No, don't link know. it. Don't link it to our page, or they'll
2: totally. <laughs> yeah, and don't don't tag me in this. I'm yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> well, how is the run going, man? Besides being harassed by city councilmen.
2: No, I wouldn't call it harassed. I'm I'm trying to oh. keep it clean, you know. Uh, so we, my girlfriend and I, got invited to the mayor's house for her Christmas party. That was cool. Um, uh, I got to talk. I made a couple good contacts there. Uh. I should be talking with the captain of the pl- Hayward police department soon. Uh, same with the president of the Hayward fire department. Uh, I'm trying to build these connections with these people because I want I want to hear what they want, you know? Yeah. Uh, and maybe not necessarily give them what they want, but hear them out and, and maybe give them the libertarian solution. So the, the end goal is met. Dude.
0: Yeah. Um, Apollo Paisel is uh he's the campaign director for the national party for the libertarian yeah. party he's a cool guy um and i heard him in a class once and he said that that's basically the most important thing that any candidate can do to any constituent to get their vote it has nothing to do with your stances it has nothing to do with what you say listen just sit back let them talk every second that they speak to you longer is like firmer that you get them in in, in your voting pool so I uh keep doing that man that's that's perfect
2: yeah, I'm really thankful. I've had, I have a really good mentor. Uh, my campaign manager has been great, Adrian Malagon. Uh, county Supervisor Jeff Hewitt's been helping me out a bunch too. One of the oh, yeah. highest elected libertarians. Yeah. Uh, any anytime I have a question, I call him up. So uh, yeah, I, I'm thankful that that people believe in me and they think I can do something to make a difference. And, and I have all the advice and information in the world at, at the
0: tip of my fingers. So that's I'm very humble and thankful for that. When's the boat? November. Dude, fuck it. Man, I almost want to come out and, like, help you. If you have a big event, let me know. Like, I would consider it.
2: So, uh, there – we were supposed to maybe get Spike to come out here. Nice. Uh, I was talking to Brian, his campaign manager, but this was months ago. I haven't reached out since. And if I do want to do that, I, I probably I, I ought to reach out to him soon. But if we can get Spike out here, I have a, a couple of my friends that would love to meet Spike, a- and you guys can come out and come knock down some doors with us.
0: Dude, that would be I would love to do that. I really would because honestly, man, you are you are a high caliber guy, and I feel like you and Braxton and I and Ben represent. And Ben is another. Oh, sorry, not Ben. Ben's another officer in the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus. Um, but I Trent feel like too, Exactly. All these young guys, we just represent a new generation of libertarians, and I feel like we are just so much more serious about it. And I don't mean that to insult any libertarians who have been there before because the movement right now is just in general a lot more serious than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, But like, you're not doing this as a joke. You're going to the mayor's house. You're talking to the police chief. You are taking this super seriously, and it's because your ideas have the potential to change things and fix things, and you know it. Yeah, um, I just think it's awesome to see that, man. These new these young generation of libertarians out there now running and I think it's a completely different level that uh America's not quite ready for, but they're about to find out.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm hoping uh I can ignite a spark in Hayward or in the the Bay Area to get more libertarians or liberty-minded people to step up and run. Most of the change to your day-to-day life happens at the local level. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who your congressman is, who your whatever your senator. That, that doesn't really matter at the at the federal level. You can nullify anything at the
0: local level, though.
2: True, if you've it got didn't. ballsy enough
0: representatives. Exactly. So. So, Braxton, when are you running for election? After hearing that spicy fire from Mike.
1: Um, man, there will come a time when we don't need elections, and I can just appoint myself. That's and right. That'll be my Tom Deshaun.
2: <laughs> Probably true. There's there's a, a quote. Are you, you guys familiar with William McRaven? Uh, yeah, he's uh, the
1: general
0: fleet general general admiral of, of the University. Yeah, uh, that's admiral. right. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm not good with Navy stuff, but yeah, yeah. Who
2: yeah, you No, I, I really like his well, speech uh, about uh, the the ten people. If if 10 people go to infect the lives of 10 more people and those 10 do the same thing, in five generations, 100 years, those same 10 people would have changed the lives of a million people. And wow. that's crazy. And if you could just change the lives of 10 people and, and infect libertarianism or lead them to liberty, they will go on yeah. and do
0: the same thing. That's and it is contagious. Right, that's right. Damn, I just I just cursed and ruined your perfect video clip, perfect (laughs) video clip for your campaign. But you're absolutely freaking right, man. And we're in the midst of proving that that's true. And we've got Tub here. Tub always is happy to ring Spike Cohen for us. He is the best. Thank you, Tub. But yeah, man, you're absolutely freaking right. It's like honestly, if if everybody did five people think about that, I mean, um. We're really at the verge of just having this thing explode, and I think everybody knows it, and everybody can feel it. I think even people that aren't libertarians know it and can feel it because they're starting to realize that there's something different about us and just kind of they're starting to hunger and reach for something that's deeper and more real than the shit they've been fed for the last however many years they've been alive um, yeah, yeah. It's exciting.
2: what do you what do you want to see for the party moving forward like what 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 do you want to, f- to focus on?
0: So I would say I would say the message, I think we need to be a lot more radical. Like I would like to see LP National host a protest at D.C., um, at the Capitol building, at the White House, as close as you can get at the Washington Monument and try to get as many libertarians there from the entire country as possible. Plan Mm -hmm. these things like a year out. So they're huge. Make a big, huge anti-war protest. Freaking cover ourselves in blood. I mean, I mean, you know. Figuratively and literally, but like I mean really get in the face of the establishment. Really be mad, really show them how serious we are. And I think
1: that um the and direction after... Go ahead, man.
2: And then, and then go after go the after the protest we storm or what? Yeah, I was
1: gonna say you're sounding a lot like Orange Man, not Will. <laughs> no, because the I think he is... was in some hot water for saying something pretty similar.
0: That's all right, man. <laughs> if 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 that actually happens, put me in the hot water. But the difference is we're peaceful. You know, we've we've got nothing to worry about with libertarians. They're not going to do anything wrong and and show any level of violence. They believe to the core that peace matters more than any person who is across the table from them that represents any other ideology. So, um, yeah, I don't worry about my crew.
1: But you're going to have uh, Antifa and FBI agent provocateurs (laughs) and taxationist theft T-shirts saying, on me! Yeah, right. Rally no on shit. me,
0: boys. <laughs> I mean, he'll, just, he'll just take off running, and all five feds will follow him, and they'll just run out and like – <laughs> Like, those are the
2: feds. Himself. Those are the feds. All the
0: libertarians will be like, all right, those guys are out. Get rid of them. They're fake. Phony. Yeah, fakes, exactly. It's I bet you they don't even have great. their
2: membership card on them.
0: Yeah, show me your card. Basic members joined last week. Yeah, get out of the fuck out of here, man. Yeah.
2: No, it, oh. if they have their card, they've been in it for at least four months because that's how long it takes LP <laughs> to freaking send that card out.
0: No shit, man. I'm waiting for a, a pin, and it's taking forever.
2: Are you a lifetime member
0: now? Yeah, I did. I you, just became a lifetime did it. member. I did it. Yeah, I paid. I paid monthly all year, so it was a great like added build to my life. But is, uh, is that is that how over. Oklahoma does it? That's how the LP does it. Really? I'm a yeah. I'm an OK member LP member already. Lifetime. But the National Lifetime membership, this year they did a thing where you could pay monthly. You could divide it over the entire year and pay in payments. So that's what no, I did, and payment. it was awesome. And uh, so now I don't have to ever pay again.
2: I would join the California LP Lifetime, but I'm strongly considering deucing out after after this and coming, coming to Scott Broken August Arrow. Over. Oh, shit, dude. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. That's been a thing for a while.
0: Yeah,
1: how I'm does tough, Will not yeah. know this?
0: Come, dude, move to Oklahoma, bro. Move
1: to Oklahoma.
2: I'm so down for that, man. I love Tulsa. I love Broken Arrow. I want to visit it one or two more times before we pull the trigger. But, yeah, I mean, California ain't it.
0: Dude, you're completely right. And I'd say in Oklahoma, you have to put more effort into appreciating the beauty, the way things look, um, the amount of things you have to fulfill your time and boredom. Like, California's got all that stuff going for it. But when it comes to your life and your stresses and, you know, just the amount of peace you have access to, I feel like we're kicking ass right now. And our medical marijuana program, dude, it's, I mean, anybody. So you, you guys need to work on legalizing that recreationally, though. We're about to. We've got petitions out right now, so it, it won't be long. But it's, oh, yeah. it's basically recreational, bro. I mean, you, that doctor appointment is hilarious. You do them on Zoom. and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Are you sad? Me- oh, okay, depression. And, I mean, they're just giving you the card.
1: And I mean, you can be out of state and still get your Oklahoma license, right? Yep. Resident nice. out of state license now. Yeah. That's and dude, what's the, dude? So, like, in my town, I think we've got like somewhere between 4,000 and 6,000 people, and we've got like five or six dispensaries.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. I mean,
1: yeah. yeah. We have more dispensaries here than we have Starbucks, like, by a lot.
0: No, yeah, by a lot. We have more dispensaries than anywhere else in the world, any other do, place in the world.
2: Do you guys uh, use Weed Maps? Oh, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> oh yeah
0: no doubt braxton doesn't smoke braxton no. has smoked before but a detriment to his constitution well I,
2: i've had this conversation with braxton before That's, yeah dude
0: yeah. <laughs> braxton is I've, i I. didn't believe that weed allergies were real braxton is allergic to weed or at least he's, he's as close to it as you can be conceptually dude i
2: i feel you man i'm allergic to alcohol And alcohol messes me up really bad. I get really red faced and get a headache and I get the hangover almost immediately. I I hate it. I'll drink socially. So, cause never trust a politician that doesn't drink. So I'll drink if I'm like out in public trying to be social, but just know deep down, I hate it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, wow. That's funny. I, whenever I'm in that situation, I love the drinking and hate the social. So it's just totally different for me, but. um. (laughs) And so how's your jitsu going? Well, Dude, going great, and I wanted to ask you actually from the from the post. I didn't realize oh, you were a, a specialist in hand to hand combats. Is that true? <laughs> oh or my shit?
2: god! So, first off, I told Braxton, I was like, maybe we don't put that because I'm only a black belt in McMap. And uh,
1: black belt that means oh, the same thing as in every other discipline, black belt that's the highest one,
2: yeah. But uh, anyways, so I, I did jiu jitsu right when I got out, and uh, I was doing it for a little bit, and it was like, that's an alcoholic. <laughs> uh i was but you're right... me but yeah 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 i was introduced <laughs> you right when i got out uh and i was they they asked you to fill out a form whatever and they're like what type of martial arts have you been training and i was like oh, I'm a black belt in taekwondo black belt in mcmap uh i got folded like a lawn chair by a 16 year old white
0: belt I believe it. Yeah.
2: Within like 30 seconds. Like he, Uh I I went into his guard, he leg swept me, got on the mount and then got me in an arm bar. And I was like, wow, that's nuts. Yeah. (laughs) And I I was, I was humbled. So I want to get back into jujitsu. And now that more gyms are opening up, I'm going to, you
0: motivated me, man. Dude, Dude, totally. Oh dude, you won't, will not regret it. And it's crazy because like, you know, you look at karate and other and Taekwondo and other martial arts and they're awesome too. Like they have their merit. But what's different is to me is that all humans and especially all men kind of, especially since we're boys from birth, almost have this basic inclination to punch and kick. We don't know all of the extra strategy and technique you could use to be really effective at it. But I mean, all of us know how to take swings, but nobody is born knowing how to do an arm bar or how to you know, put someone in a triangle. All those things are like so technical that they become no longer accessible to laymen. You have to go it, learn those chess. things for the most part. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's what my girlfriend Jessica told me that, you know, whenever she first started to get me excited about it. And my uh, gym has like a, a mural or a little painting that's in a frame and it's like a chess player, but he's in a gi sitting there playing chess. And I yeah. actually got her a t-shirt for Christmas that is uh, like all the basic chess pieces, but they have like white belt, blue belt, purple belt. Oh yeah, like, I, think I, I think
2: you saw a picture of that, yeah. That's right, that's yeah. Cool. No, that, that's so, awesome. That's every realistically, every single fight, like real fight, will end up on the ground at some point or the other. So oh, it's yeah. good to know. And if you know how to fight on the ground, you already have an advantage over whoever who you're fighting. Sure. So,
0: what is McMap?
2: Marine Corps Marine Martial Arts Martial program.
1: program.
0: Okay, that's dope as hell, dude. So how long does it take <laughs> to get a black belt in
2: that? Uh, it, it depends if you do it real or or if you get someone to just write your NavMac for you. Uh, uh. I, I got, I got destroyed for my belts. Uh, some, so you get your tan belt in boot camp, and it takes, okay. you know, th- three months. This is and so then, fucking
0: cool. I never knew this about the Marine Corps. Okay, yeah. Then,
2: then you go to your gray belt. Uh, I got, I got absolutely hazed and slayed and destroyed for my gray belt. Same with green cause I had the same instructor and then same with brown cause same instructor again. And then, uh, I tried for my black belt on deployment and, uh, some 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 stuff happened there didn't get it on deployment whatever but i ended up getting it right before i got out so hell yeah uh, dude, that's dope
0: so how many marines like first of all what rank are black belts typically at when they get their black belt and how many marines typically go that far into it
2: so uh so like it depends on your uh roadmap. So, in the Marines, like, you have an MOS roadmap of, like, the average and, like, how to be above average. So, like, I think green is my MOS roadmap average. Uh, but I know for brown and black, they came out with this thing that you you have to be at least an NCO to get a brown belt. And I think you have to be a sergeant to get a black belt now. Wow. But that okay. wasn't the case. I'm level one certified. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, black belt is supposed to be for, like, sergeants. But I got it – uh, know I, I got it when I was a sergeant. I had my brown belt when I was a Lance Corporal, though. I got all my belts as a Lance. I didn't really do too much as a
0: corporal, and then sergeant, I got my black belt.
2: Wait a minute. Hold on. Lance Corporal E 3
0: Yes. Yeah, Lance Corporal E 3 Corporal E 4 Okay. Got it. Dude, that's that's dope as hell. I wish the Air Force did cool stuff like that. I mean, do you, Dude, how, it, how effective do you feel like it was?
2: It's, it, it is a very good tool for taking someone off the street that knows nothing and teaching yeah. them something okay i tried uh so like in Greenbelt you learn uh armbar from the mount and armbar from the guard hell yeah. i tried that in jujitsu uh the techniques that they taught me in mcmap and the white belt that was in my guard was like what are you doing <laughs>
0: uh, i want to i want to i want to do that with you now i want to roll but uh, oh uh,
2: we can roll dude i love it i'm, I'm fuck here for yeah. it fuck yeah. uh, I,
0: wanna, I, wanna I, I better get back in more. the gym
2: wanna... and practice
0: damn right dude. you should you should join a gym though dude that's like it's just so much freaking fun i can't get over it it sucks i mean i'm new to it of course so i've got that like you know virgin like thirst but yeah. i'm sure i'm sure it gets it gets easier but i'm just dude it's awesome you should definitely do it
2: yeah it, it's the only gym because of covid in california it was like an hour and 10 minutes away from me so that's i was right. driving. You told me that. yeah and and if there's one in fremont i'm down We'll see how my school schedule plays out. Uh, in about three weeks, once I'm into the groove of the new semester, I'll, I'll know how much time I'm going to have. Moving forward.
0: So, does government shut down those kind of things? Is it up to the business owners or is it up to the city? Oh no,
2: no, it's completely like, the government and the city. Like, yo, know, there was a point in California, and this is what really like got me. Uh, I got a letter from the company I was working at saying that I have permission to drive past curfew. And I was like, wait a second. What do you mean I have permission to drive past curfew? Yeah, I guess my county or like my state, I'm not really sure, implemented a curfew that you're not allowed to drive past a certain time. Wow. It's like, who are you guys to tell me I can't drive? That protects all of us from
0: COVID. Thank you. You know, because the car-to-car COVID transmission is very high right now. Home across. Yeah. That's fucking insane, dude. Sad. This is is like – we're essentially getting as close to martial law as you can get with people still buying the narrative. They haven't quite yeah. figured it out yet, but they're shutting our lives down.
2: We were, we were really cl- like, I remember, uh, it, it kind of sucks. I just started dating my girlfriend, Victoria at the time. And she's like, can we go out on a date? And it's like, no, we can't. Everything's closed. Uh, you couldn't even go to a clothing store. Like when I first got out of the military, cause everything was closed. I, I'd, I'd have to go to Walmart to buy like a t-shirt or like a, a pack of underwear or something, you know? Agreed. And it's like, this is
0: absolutely ridiculous. It's freaking sad, man. And they just have no regard for the business owners, for you. Obviously they don't care about actual real people's lives because real people need to be able to go to Walmart. Like not that we want to, like we need to be able to go to all the stores in town and those things make our lives easier and make us keep living. They don't give a shit about that. They just I, give a shit about the authority.
2: I feel so bad for all the the brand new restaurants and bars that like recently had opened up in 2019 that they, they're not here with us anymore, man. They're gone. Cuz that's, that's
0: such a huge risk already
2: yeah
0: absolutely yeah and they gotta you know i think typically i've heard five years is how long most companies are in the red before they're in the black most small businesses so like what are you doing like you're you're cutting people's legs out from under them and it's funny because they're like oh some businesses closed but we saved lives no no no. those businesses were probably owned by people who are going to go on living for another 50 60 years you no, know they those don't people have whose lives you saved are going to die in the nursing home next year from natural causes because honestly I'm sorry to say this. They're senior citizens, They're not exactly the most important and structural part of our society. Like we hate to lose them. It's sad. It's terrible. But I mean, we shouldn't be prioritizing their heartbeat over real lives and real situations.
1: Dude, Those I, are I, dangerous words. Will Darty. I hope I'm, this doesn't get back to your boss.
0: Danger is my middle name and you're right. Yeah. I'm not either. <laughs>
2: uh, no, but that's a good point too. Uh, Maybe I wouldn't have said it that way, but, like, it was a good point. But the people that are getting affected the most are the children, man. Seriously. Like, kids kids are going to grow
0: up thinking this is normal.
2: You know what, man? Maybe that's
0: what it's all fucking about. Maybe that's what it's been about the entire time, you know? know, If kids uh, will submit blindly and think that government has the right to completely disrupt their entire lives, what are they ever going to stand up for?
2: Yeah. Like, I'm not going to drop any names to this, but I was visiting my buddy's kid in, in Oklahoma and he washed his hands probably 20 times within like 30 minutes. He would do something. He's like, oh, I have to go wash my hands. Oh, I have to go wash my hands. And then he'd grab my girlfriend. Hey, do you want to watch me wash my hands? And it's like, oh, dude, like, what have they done to you? Yeah. A- and I mean, I, I, I'm a big uh, supporter of homeschooling, but I, I also think that Kids do need socialization, and they need that. It's it's good networking early on. Seth, Barnes sure. Wide open. That's funny. Hell yeah. Uh, but they, they they need to go out and talk to kids, play, you know, ride bicycles or play basketball, kickball, all that. That's part of. Those are some of the best memories I have of being a kid. Is is at my elementary school, dominating
0: kickball. And you only get one chance at those memories. It's like, what are they going to do? Look back on their life and like, well, well, three or four years of my childhood were robbed from me. I just had to sit in a classroom and a mask the whole time and follow all these rules. And sometimes I didn't even have school and my mind's all fucked up, but it's fine. Well, they're they're on Zoom now. Exactly, dude, which isn't shit. They're not learning a damn thing from that. You know, as well as I do, like you've been in online classes. Like if I'm listening to a lecture on a computer, unless I'm putting, unless I'm already the straight A student, I'm not gathering anything from
2: that. Yeah. What was I going to say? Yeah, if there's a petition going on right now at a neighboring city, Dublin, California, I think it has like 20,000 signatures uh, because of the new variant, they want their kids to go back online. Absolutely ridiculous. Dude, yeah. And like you
0: said today, Oklahoma is back. Most of yeah. the time, Tul- Tulsa, Oklahoma City. And it's not even because they're afraid of the virus. It's just because shorted, all the right? teachers are sick. Yeah. And it's like, it's. I, I was just telling my girlfriend this. It's like, at some point, they're going to have to say, hey, if you're not feeling sick, even if you have COVID, come to work because at this point, everybody has it. Omicron is so fast spreading that pretty much too many people are getting it where we're past that like critical point to where society is going to collapse if we don't have that many people going to work. You know?
2: Yeah. My, my little sister actually just has it. She just texted uh, my girlfriend Dude. and I today. I haven't seen her in like a
0: month, so I'm good. But <laughs> Jessica and I had it like a month ago. Um, I've had a lot of my family members get it in the last two months. A lot of people at my work have had it. Literally I have an office of like five people. Mm-hmm. All of them have been sick within the last three months, four of them within the last one month. So it's just it's crazy.
2: I think it's absolutely nuts that I still haven't gotten it. So in in May, like, you know, two months into the pandemic, me and all my vet buddies are like, hey. Let's go to Florida and watch the SpaceX launch. So we all we all flew to Florida, uh, and went to uh, Kennedy Air Station, or yeah, I think that's what it's called. And yeah. and we watched the SpaceX launch. We watched history be made. And like we weren't wearing a mask, nothing. We didn't get COVID then. Like I've gone to a bunch of events, I'm not caring at all, and I still haven't gotten it.
1: You yourself, you're of Chinese descent, right? Yeah, I'm I'm so, actually patient zero. So that probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah, I got the antibodies. Wow, good. I'm going to join the, the epitome contest. of natural immunity.
2: Yeah, my family was actually made in the Wuhan lab. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is great.
0: i <laughs> like, really, Braxton? That's great. Um, so
2: you guys are going to get demonetized dude. now.
0: Yeah, for real. Are we monetized? I don't think we're monetized. We've got like 20, 25 followers on YouTube. I think I'm 24 of them. Braxton's the other one, so I think we're all right. Covid doesn't exist in Florida. Exactly, exactly, and that's exactly how it should be. It's like, look, it's the cold. If we stop caring about it, if we stop testing, we stop quarantining, we stop following all those policies, it ceases to exist. Our, our your your parents are not going to die. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to happen to the very rare few. But did you guys? It would it would stop existing.
2: What, AOC? Yeah, I was going to say AOC got COVID in Florida. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I wonder how I wonder how they're going to spin that to. I was going to
1: – well, no, she probably is faking it because, yeah, I was going to say that's why she went to Florida for vacation because nothing was shut down or anything, and then everybody was roasting her for it. So now she has to say, oh, I got COVID. This is what happened. Yeah, I
0: made a mistake, and I uh, had to pay for my sins. The the lepers touched me, and now I'm well, going to go back and be pure. Well, people are only picking on her because they want to date her.
2: <laughs> yes. Exactly.
0: COVID just wants to date her, man. It's, yeah. It makes perfect sense. Gosh dang. That that lady's crazy, but it's it's to me not even crazy that she exists. because, like, of course, you expect a lot of crazy people to exist, but I can't believe that an entire district would vote for her to represent them in Washington. That's the scary part.
2: Hey. I mean, and all the libertarians listening, if AOC can do it, you can too.
0: That's right. No never shit. Mind. No shit, dude. That's a great. We should make a T-shirt that says that. If AOC, AOC can, can react, do it, you can do it. a libertarian, yeah, for damn sure. Oh,
2: when I was telling my buddies that I wanted to get involved in this, that's exactly what they said. If a pizza parlor girl named AOC can do it, I'm sure you can do it too, buddy.
0: Yeah, like, yep. But but no shit. And we're actually serving the truth, not a bunch of horse shit. So yeah. we're we're locked in, man. What do you think? How serious? I mean, what do you think your odds are at winning right now? I mean,
2: do you fifty have a, a fifty shame? fifty. Man, it's it's either gonna happen or it's not. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I I, I, I like I'm that. pretty confident. So the the way it breaks down in my area is there's nine thousand I need fifteen thousand votes to win. That's the win number that we've calculated over the last three elections. Uh nine thousand registered Republicans that are that are eligible to vote, about five hundred libertarians, about three thousand Democrats that are against mask mandates, and about another two thousand Democrats that are veterans. Yeah, if I love I, can, the, I
0: love that you've cut out the demographics. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, if, if I can nail all those, like the, the swing votes that I need – and it's, keep in mind it's a nonpartisan race, right, uh, and, and we'll have all the data and stuff. We have tips and tricks, uh, blue backgrounds for all the Democrats, red backgrounds for all the Republicans on, like, handouts and door hangers and stuff yep. like that. We're going to play the game. We're going to win. Uh, oh, I'm are you,
0: writing, are you having different material on the handouts as well, like the things you're writing?
2: very small changes in
0: verbiage nice yes i want to see that stuff dude
2: yeah absolutely it's coming soon uh we're gonna be hitting it hard come june once i so i filed a committee with the secretary of state but i've not filed yet with my city because you can't yet until until june so once i'm officially filed with the city and everything's good to go we're gonna hit it hard and, and we're gonna win pretty confident
0: Hell yeah, man! I'm I'm confident in you. I would obviously vote for you, and I'm not saying that as your friend. I'm saying that in general, um, dude. I think I think you have a great chance. It, clearly, you're making the right moves, and you've got a long time till the election. Actually, so uh, yeah. we'll do we'll do whatever we can. I think, dude, you're you're the race I'm watching this year for sure. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Do
1: you it. really think you have the leadership skills to pull this off? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh
0: my god.
2: Oh, did, will do you know the story behind that?
0: Braxton being an asshole?
2: No, I thought it was always like that. No, no, no. So uh, Bra- I think Braxton's referring to the story that I told him. So I had posted that I'm meeting a, a staple in Hayward, Buffalo Bills, that, uh, hey, if you guys want to come out, I want to hear your ideas. I'm not a typical politician. I'm, I'm a tradesman, a vet, X, Y, and Z. I don't have all the answers, but I want to hear from you who might. So come out, have dinner with me. And I posted it on Nextdoor app. And uh, I got a lot of positive feedback. A lot of people were DMing me, like good stuff. But there were like a couple comments, uh, and some, some somebody posted, uh, "I can tell you're immature and don't have a lot of leadership experience." (laughs) Typically, typically, uh, these events turn into a melting pot of people just complaining X, Y, and Z. And I was like, I was like lady i was a sergeant in the marines i was in charge of like 40 plus marines i promise you my leadership is impeccable like uh, there's not a please don't insult that yeah uh,
0: I think oh it's silly whenever people focus so much on your resume and the positions you've held and stuff and your age honestly you know your principles and your character matter more than any of that is that yeah, a general exactly.
1: mattis quote by the way please don't insult that no 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 oh, okay i got, um, got mixed up with another one he's and, got some the, good ones
2: and the nco creed for uh corporals course it's uh my leadership shall be impeccable as my bearing and it, it's like a whole thing but i actually forgot it because i'm a terrible oh, dude. nco wow, obviously yeah.
1: terrible. I told my, my this, nco creed i told this hilarious joke in basic training man i wish you could have been there our uh our training m16s were mm-hmm. blue because we were in the Air Force. Yeah. and The first day we got this, they I They had said, blue
0: handguards, was... and what? they're not completely blue.
1: They're 82% <laughs> blue. And I said, this is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is blue. Oh, it killed. <laughs> it killed. No, I mean, I might have got one or two laughs, but I was dying, because i have been waiting for like six months to say that.
2: <laughs> Dude, Oh my god! Have, do you guys have it? Did you guys get like you know beat up and like yelled at if you were laughing or anything?
1: We didn't get yelled beat at. It. We didn't get beat up. We got well, we wait, got neither did we either. either, did we. either. Oh, yeah, it's like that. I got you. I got you.
0: No, we just had to do exercises and stuff, and it was honestly it was it was mostly a joke. Did, did you? you want... What was your like hardest day of basic? Describe that to me. It's
2: called uh, the crucible. Well, yeah, the crucible is definitely the hardest, but the most annoying was Black Friday. Uh What's that. So after you just been injected with like 50,000 different vaccines. Uh and you get your peanut did you guys get penicillin shots? Yeah. So yeah, after right after you get your your penicillin shots whatever, you you go to Black Friday to meet your real drill instructors cuz the first week Oh shit. You had, you had your, <laughs> yeah, you had your receiving drill instructors for the first week. So this is the Friday that like all right, here here we go.
0: So wait, uh, are the receiving drill instructors or the Black Friday drill instructors worse? The Black Friday ones, for sure. Really? Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. Cool. Because technically, technically, the receiving ones aren't allowed to like touch you or it you or anything like that. Uh, but our real estate instructors like that, that's when they like wreck the house, and that's where you see like all those memes or whatever of like all the bunk beds like thrown out the window and like everything like all torn up like a tornado just hit. Uh, that was really annoying. Yeah. He <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, you did doing bed drills, making beds like twenty times
2: yeah that that's that's no joke i think one of the funniest things so every night you have to like get online and you're in your underwear standing at the position of attention and you get inspected for like bruises cuts or i'm i'm sure you guys do that too right absolutely no. not Okay, so we're in our tidy whiteys. You're at the position of tension. Uh, A drill instructor walk by and be like, check, you like snap and fucking show them your hands and you flip your wrist over so there's no like self harm scars or anything like that. And you're checking, but you're supposed to stand in the position of attention. And we had this fucking dork, like, he probably was like 10 racks down from me. And he's like, why aren't you at the position of attention? put your hands on the seam of your trousers and he looked at our drill instructor in the face. is like, but sir, I'm not wearing any trousers. <laughs> oh, and then, and then mean, we got, it was a stupid off.
0: thing to say from the drill Sergeant. I mean, you should have yeah. noticed. <laughs> yeah. They were all in tighty whities. <laughs> that's when they
1: oh, check your uh, foot lockers for jelly donuts, right?
0: Yeah,
2: they, they do actually do that. And they will, uh, so we, we got tipped from, uh, a company that was like a week ahead of us like hey when you go to camp pendleton for your shooting range like be careful they're going to do another black friday it's called brown saturday so be weary of that they're going to dump out everything from your your uh foot lockers and and they're going to like spread it all out through the squad bay so like we're like oh okay so we, we kind of spread that information around and we like duct taped all of our stuff together and like or like put it in like mesh bags so we kept it so we could collect it and our drone instructors like destroyed our, our squad bay and they're like you motherfuckers like you knew this was gonna happen so then they made us take it all apart and then they locked all of our locks together and oh that was, <laughs> it was so much worse
0: that's awesome like whose key is this all right we gotta like go through every key and no they're the combos going. dog oh shit it's <laughs> just going through one at a time that sounds like hell
1: yeah <laughs> we had people some of my fondest memories where there was a couple people that would play pac-man They would put canteens like randomly on people's pillows, and they would march through the spaces between bunk beds.
2: I
0: still do that, dude.
1: They would put like a canteen, like uh, say like, on like every like tenth bed, so there'd be like five canteens spread out amongst like all the bays of you know like roughly, I mean less than a hundred beds, but close. And then like so one person would be Pac-Man, and they'd be like marching through the little aisles between the bunk beds. And if you grab a canteen, that's when you know you get to eat the ghost. And there'd be like three people chasing him around.
0: Dude, I hope you know I created dorm Pac-Man.
1: Like, did you? I, you're
0: telling the story so objectively, but that was me. Like I made. I my, didn't know that. Fuck yeah! Oh, I
1: gotcha.
0: I st- I still do that, but. Yeah, we would, we would walk around. We'd, like, march, basically march pace through all the beds and, like, try to attack each other. But then, of course, if, like, a drill and sergeant walked in, you had to just, like, snap out of it. But it was, was a good tr- it was a good chill way to not get in trouble and have fun. Were you guys just – were you guys not supervised 24-7?
1: Not, not at night. This was at, yeah, night, at night mostly. Oh, yeah. okay. That's funny. Although it was, like, kind of sketchy. What was it? Like, they – I mean, of course, there's all these rumors going around. But, like, they, there's, like, a PA system, an intercom system, and they say that the – people downstairs can turn it on at any time and listen. And I believe Mm -hmm.
0: that. And then they
1: also said there were like sensors in like the light panels. So like, even if the lights are turned off, if like someone had their flashlight on, uh, they would pick that up. And they Mm -hmm. would, I mean, it was kind of like the voice of God. People would be yelling from yelling at you from the PA, just like randomly at any given time, the uh, intercom would go off and you'd just be getting yelled at like the, you know, like the MTI was in the room, you know what I mean? They're doing the voice and everything. Uh, like, they're doing a knife hand <laughs> at the speaker. Speaker, like, right. what are you doing? But Did there are these lie? two. Oh, what, on, go, well, I was going to talk about Green and Lee. You remember Green and Lee? Uh,
0: Yes. Lee, Dan Allen, right? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. Asian, Asian Lee. Lee.
1: Yeah, yeah Asian, about Asian Lee. Lee. Didn't okay. last very long. Um, That one time, him and Green were playing like cat and mouse. Like, I just hear a commotion, and I look up, and – uh. He was just chasing around. I was like, geez, like, what the hell? Did you? What do you know? What gargoyling is?"
2: No, or well, like <laughs> sitting on like a perch or something. Yeah, yeah na- naked.
1: naked. Na- well, no, I've the, never. Gargoyle. The funniest thing about that is like your first night in BMT, they tell you like gargoyling is strictly prohibited. And Then they're like, "Who knows what gargoyling <laughs> what is?" God. And it's like obviously no one. So they explain it to you. <laughs> And it's like, okay. <gasps> don't, for...
0: the, here's an idea. Just don't ever do it, but we're going to tell you all about it. <laughs> oh, my God. You never think of it otherwise. Just don't. But, Michael, did you guys have uh, entry control and stuff? Like, did you guys treat your dorm as if it was like a, you know, secure location?
2: What What's a dorm? So, like, no, I I'm think maybe they. Uh... <laughs>
1: Barracks, whatever. You fucking
2: S- squad say. bay. Squad bay. Squad bay. watch <laughs> so Fire yeah.
1: the people that would have to, like, be in uniform and have, like, their training M16 and they'd march around and. So uh,
2: we, we had our, our moon beams, our light our flashlights with us when we're on firewatch. Uh so yeah, every every hour uh you would rotate and typically it's two to five people on firewatch. And uh you'd get it like every other night. You'd have to like wake up at like two in the morning, three in the morning, stand your hour, you'd mop the bay, have someone guarding the front door, someone guarding the back door, and then two people cleaning. Uh it was terrible. I hated it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess our, our squad bay was secure
1: oh dude
0: one of the most we had our drill instructor enter she was a girl so they'd have to check her so they'd be like you know uh checking i dod id card blah, blah 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 and then they'd say female entering the dorm and so everybody got a big warning so no matter what you were doing you had a full like 10 seconds to get your shit together pretty much
2: oh uh we would uh depending on who it was like, if it's a senior drill instructor, you'd call attention on deck. And then the whole squad bay would... Well, not if they're asleep. I don't know. That never happened when uh, we were asleep. But you'd have to, everybody would have to get to the position of tension and stop exactly what they're doing. And then give the senior drill instructor the proper greeting of the day. Uh God. I do not... I never want to go back to that place. <laughs> <I'm> just thinking <laughs> about it. That sucked.
0: Uh, I would like to, just as, like, an undercover agent... But oh yeah, yeah. I do it for like a day. And be like, all right, I'm going home. Guys.
1: No, get this. Something that I'd never thought for even as I never thought about this for one minute. But a couple months out of basic training, I looked back and I was like, dude, what the hell? You guys, you have like brooms and mops and stuff, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We did not. Oh no! We dude, had towels. Yeah, <laughs> dude, they gave us towels and two by fours, and they're just like, and you know, same thing. They go through and they're checking everything for dust, and it's like this place better be spotless. And we're like, okay, oh, we had these people. We had like low phasers, mid phasers, and high phasers. <laughs> people would literally low crawl on their hands and knees with a two by four wrapped no. in towels. You would have no, a person they'd... beside them on their knees with just a single like washcloth. You'd have people walking around. The tall people were high phasers. They would walk around and get the top of the wall walkers, and uh, never fails. Something that happened all the time, um, our MTI would come out of the bathroom and he'd come storming out. What is this? What the hell is this? Why is there hair on the floor of my latrine? So then, like, ten people would run in there and just, like, reclean the bathroom. Like, dude, there was probably not a hair. It was always a hair. Like, why is there a hair? And everybody would be like, oh, crap, and run in there. We would literally turn all the lights off and, like, set our – we'd turn all the lights off, put our flashlights on the ground and turn, like, the beam of light on and get down there and look at the beam of light to see, like, to check for lint and hair.
2: Dude, I mean, if I was a drill instructor and I found hair in, like, the bathroom, I don't know if I'd want to touch it.
1: But
0: what if there's no hair?
2: Yeah. There's no really hair.
0: Here's the funniest part, Michael. So the people who were the low phasers had to go under the beds and stuff. So they'd take the smallest guy. They'd take the 2 by 4 and they'd wrap a a towel around the 2 by 4 and he'd put his hands on it. And then other people would grab his legs and just push him (laughs) under each bed like a fucking mop. They'd make a human mop and just mop the floor with a person. It's awesome.
2: Every morning and every evening, we would scudge brush the floors. So we'd all duck walk okay. with our little scudge brushes and, and scudge brush it towards the middle. And then we had one broom for the entire squad bay, and somebody would come sweep up all of that. And that's, I, I hated that shit. Gee, that it sounds scus- painful. Yeah, yeah. My
1: my friend Gage, uh, you know, he's my best friend for a very long time, and we joined the Air Force uh, pretty pretty much at the same time. He he was older than me, so he got to start the process before me. But he had some like real serious health issues. He had his like gallbladder removed and stuff like that. He had you know, but anyway, so he ended up going to basic training a little bit after me. But um, when he was in basic training, they had a uh, they had a dark stall. They had a stall that was used only for um, pleasuring yourself. And uh, my friend Gage, he was the chrome monitor. So he was allowed to have baby Aww. oil in his uh, locker. And literally, he would put the baby oil on like the last bunk, the one that's closest to the bathroom. And the EC guys, they had a list. They had a log. Everybody had like a 15-minute s- slot throughout the night that they are allowed to go to the dark <laughs> stall. And they called it a dark stall because the light above it didn't work. So there was literally one uh, toilet stall. And they would, yeah. Well, they what would if come somebody wake- else went in the bathroom? That's disgusting. Though. Well, no, there's only one stall that you did this in. Uh Oh, and yeah, there's doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I just ripped that paper. I'd be like, I masturbate whenever I I (laughs) (laughs)
1: want
0: to give me a time slot, man.
2: I I don't think a lot of people did that in in our boot camp, but I know a lot of people did that in combat training.
0: I did it. It was just gross. I didn't want to, man. I didn't want to. I didn't want to around a bunch of other people. And like, no,
2: we I I couldn't do it. We had a, a conspiracy theory that there was something in the eggs that they were giving us. That's
0: no, what
1: they straight
2: that up
0: conspiracy theory, too, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah no, they, they straight up told us they gave us something in, the uh, in like, our injections. Like to... They did not tell us that, bro. That's yes, just a rumor. We no, that is Dude, a, that just literally... a
0: rumor that has become solidified in your subconscious. I <laughs> we swear. We need to
1: find out and get to the truth of
2: this. I'm going to write no, my congressman. It's...
0: This
1: was Dude, like a joke. Do you not remember Chrissy? No, no, no. He told the MTI. He said, I can't get one.
2: Dude, you but they're also MCI surrounded the by a bunch of class. guys and stuff. Like, I know yeah, it's, in exactly. San Diego, it's only males. So, yeah. uh, the, I gotta be careful what I say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you do.
2: But, uh, yeah, the only Listen people. This is the part we're putting
0: on your campaign website. Yeah, yeah, though.
2: the only people, the only, like, females you would see are the Sodexo workers. and Sodexo, uh... what's
0: that mean?
2: Oh, you guys don't have Sodexo either? Oh, like the janitors? The no, they're they're the the Chow Hall people, like the yeah, we had them yeah, and and yeah. I'm not sure if they were the same caliber, but for every Marine location, they were typically uh like cons and those that needed <laughs> extra help to work.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a nice way to say it. Well, let's yeah. see, you hey.
1: guys had um uh, oh sorry, well is this important? Are you telling us you're gonna leave?
0: Go ahead. Yep, you're on it.
1: Well, I was just going to – in the Marine basic training, they have a uh, – you have like a week where you do nothing but like uh, like chores and stuff, right? Where you're out on the base Oh, yeah, like- yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's uh, – what's that called? Team week. It's yeah, right team after, week. Right the after – Yeah, that's the start of the third phase.
1: We sort of had that. Sort of, sort of. But I thought that – I mean – on one hand, like twelve weeks of basic training, like that's an awful long time, and like you think they could cut some stuff like that. I mean, I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying like if you're if you're trying to imagine what it's like to be a little boot camp recruit, but uh, that, that's sort of interesting. We kind of had that, but it's just because our schedule was really sparse. That's like the week before we graduated. You didn't right. really have much to do. So like they would, we, you know, different people would go different places. Like some people would have to go clean up the parade field yeah. and. But, yeah, we didn't have an entire week where, like, there's no training. It's just uh,
2: – we, we still trained.
1: <laughs> still like, trained?
2: Yeah, yeah. We we would go away for a couple hours. And all it basically is is, is you're going on a working party for, like, yeah. X amount of hours. And then we'd still drill and stuff because we still had our final drill, our, our inspections and whatnot. So it was just a, a little more relaxed, I guess, after the rifle range because now we're trained killers. No, I'm kidding.
1: And you did Jeez. not have to use iron sights, right? Roy over here spilling the beans. Jeez. (laughs) Hooking
0: up in basic, man. Um, Shit, I got a phone call. Hey, okay, but before, I gotta go, guys. I'm gonna leave soon. I don't have to. I just want to, even though I love you guys. But let's give Michael an opportunity to give his campaign site everything it needs. So, Michael, you're running for Hayward City Council. What do you feel like can help you as a veteran be a city councilman?
2: My leadership and, uh, my, my knowledge of how, how people work together, uh, the leadership traits and principles that I, I learned in in the military, uh, and my libertarianism m- most importantly will, will come to play. Uh, I just want to leave people alone and let them continue keeping on keeping on. So yes, please visit that link that is just posted now, Lima4Hayward.us, and you can also visit lima 4 donate
0: Hell yeah! Definitely click on the donate link. Do you guys want to stay on and keep this party going?
1: Sure. Uh, okay, it's up to Michael. All well, right. Uh, we love you, Mister Chair. Uh, we'll see you sometime. Thanks, fellas. Hopefully love Sunday. You guys too.
0: Have
2: fun. Yeah, are you going to be in our meeting Sunday?
0: Uh, yeah, I should. Yeah.
2: For yeah. for every vet caucus member watching right now, Sunday evening we're going to have a meeting. You guys are all welcome to join the last half of it, so we could come see your faces and talk to you guys.
0: Damn right, come visit. All right, you guys have fun. We'll see you later.
1: Have a good one, Will.
2: Braxton, Braxton, Braxton.
1: It's just you and me and six people watching.
2: That's that's pretty impressive.
1: Well, um...
2: <laughs> you guys are the biggest podcast I've ever been on.
1: Fair enough. Uh, we get that a lot.
2: <laughs> How many viewers Man. do you guys typically get?
1: Dude, I don't, I don't know about the numbers because, and uh, that's actually kind of on me because all I would have to do is ask. Just I know the numbers on Facebook, but not across every platform. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, So it goes to the YouTube, Twitch. Uh,
2: you guys on Spotify?
1: Yeah, of course we're on Spotify. Let me see. I can prove it to you. I just have to find the thing. And you I will. Thing? Boom.
2: If uh, every one of your listeners gave me $10,000, I guarantee you I could win.
1: Is that all that would take?
2: Yeah, just $10,000 from everybody. God,
1: well, what's the – isn't there – let's see. When Eric Parker was on, he's running for uh, Jacksonville City Council, and that was uh, not a real libertarian, not, not a real veteran, although he is not a real veteran. Yeah. Um, he was saying it, it was like capped at either like Yeah, 5, 000...
2: that, that, that was a joke. Uh, but there is an expenditure limit for us. It's $83,000. Oh, well –
1: but still, maybe donate something, even if you donated half of $10,000.
2: Yeah, that, that would also get me close. No, we, we do have a fundraising goal of about $20,000, and we're a little under halfway there. Uh, we've raised a decent amount of money. Uh, a bulk of the money is going to be hiring volunteers. We are going to spend a lot of money on door knockers. You we have to pay knock on-
1: money to volunteers?
2: So uh, I'm super thankful for all the Libertarians and my supporters that are going to come out and, and door knock with me. But... We want to win, and uh, professional door knockers are uh, a key to doing so. So we will be paying a company, a third party, to come help us pound on doors and spread the message. That is where a, a bulk of our funds will go.
1: Let's see. If you reallocate a bulk of your funds to plane tickets from Oklahoma City to yeah. San Francisco, you can, you know, get at least third two party. People. You won't be yeah. needing them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. No, I'm yeah. in, but you know, honestly and obviously um in the future i hope that is a, a big part of what the veteran caucus does you know what i mean
2: yeah that's that's kind of what i'm trying to organize right now on discord uh i if somebody needs text banking or phone banking we can do that from our computers the i mean it's going to be up to the campaign team to give us like the login info and stuff but if we can rally like you know 5 6 guys to sit at their computer for 2 hours and send out you know 100 texts each whatever you know, that you're, that's a lot of outreach and, and that's a powerful tool that we can utilize to our advantage, not just for my campaign, but for everybody's. Uh, I would like to vet any candidate before we pitch them to the rest of the Discord and, and like our caucus, like one of us meet with them to make sure they're not completely full of crap, you know. Uh, but yeah, that, that'll that be very powerful in getting libertarians elected and, and push our agenda. So.
1: Um, one thing I did want to do tonight, because it's kind of overdue, could have announced it a while back, but I wanted to give a veteran caucus update. Um, some of the big in terms of official proceedings, we did confirm officers. So um, Will Darty, that guy that was just on here a while ago, he's the chair of the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus. I am the vice chair. You have Michael Lima and Ben Weir are our national organizers. Um, and as we grow, we might have additional national organizers, but Michael and Ben will always be, uh, sort of First founding team. members. Yeah, exactly. Always. And, uh, you'll just absorb the other ones. You'll just oversee them. We do have, uh, Trent Ortner is our secretary and, um, David Greer is our treasurer. And we also have a number of regional reps, um,
2: Devin, Chris, Tyler, Um, Chris, Tyler, if you're listening to this, hopefully we can see you on Sunday. Devin, I I already know you're going to be there.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, But, yeah, anyone, Discord is uh, definitely where it all happens, and we have the links for that on uh, Facebook and Twitter already. Um, But you can ask uh, anyone you know in the Veteran Caucus, we can get you on Discord. And that's where all the action happens. But uh, I know you really wanted to talk about Destiny 2 while you were here
2: no no i was just kidding <laughs> we we could totally play afterwards though i'm i'm completely down for that if if you're not busy
1: i don't think i'm busy man um destiny 2 is pretty sweet if anybody that could be i mean that that is already something we have the the hangout on the uh discord. discord so i mean yeah we can all hang out while we're playing these video games most of which are free i need to what, what did you tell me <laughs> rocket, uh, rocket league, league was on league. i don't know that but what, what's it on
2: uh epic epic launcher
1: Dude, I, uh, I made Will play Rocket League when he came down. Yeah. Both him and my roommate, neither one of them played Rocket League. And I kind of thought they were kidding because I actually thought everybody played Rocket League, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, Rocket League's fun. Uh, but they'd never played before, so I made them play. And they were like, oh, I get it. I was like, yeah, of course you do. It's car soccer. Yeah. Or slash hockey slash basketball.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> I had a, I have a bunch of friends that play Rocket League. And one time I was in the Discord. and They're like, hey, what are you playing? And I was like, oh, I'm playing FIFA. It's like Rocket League, but with people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's probably a good way to describe it now. Yeah.
2: Uh, what What the heck was I gonna say? What are your plans? what do, What do you see in the foreseeable future? What are What are the veteran caucus's goals? Like, I personally would love to see us table at least ten state conventions and regional or national. I would love to see that. So, veterans, if you're listening to this and you want to help us do that, get it join the Discord, and we'll we'll, we'll make something happen
1: yeah of course you? i mean yeah i'm with you the tabling thing is huge um i've said it before and this is not uh man, this is not disrespectful in any way this is not like negative or having a bad attitude it's just that out of out of everybody out of like you will and ben and myself i'm probably the least interested in like the campaign part of it yeah and, like don't get me wrong i still think it's uh, awesome and i'll still i mean still do everything i can to help all y'all help everybody that we choose to endorse it's not that i don't like the cause it's just that you guys are a lot more dialed in tuned in plugged into that stuff but uh the tabling events is freaking huge uh both uh libertarian events but also just you know random stuff
2: gun shows other veteran stuff
1: dude i mean to be honest like It's sort of weird because I don't necessarily, yeah, I don't think that it should be the case, but just getting your foot in the door, like everybody wants to work with veterans. Everybody wants to talk to veterans. You know what I mean? Like it's, I think it's going to be a foot in any door you want uh, to get people interested in libertarianism. That is, that is the number one thing I expect out of the veteran caucus is uh, introducing people to libertarianism, just playing the vet card.
2: Yeah, Trent is a gold mine with that Donnie O'Malley connect. That that would literally be huge. Donnie O'Malley has like a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, I think, and none of them are probably libertarian. Mm-hmm. So if we if we can even just get get in touch to that pool of people and, and bring these ideas to them that that's untouched, I, I I'm still a firm believer that the Department of Defense is the number one generator of libertarians, you know? So if we, if we can get some more of those connects, like partner up with like Black Rifle Coffee Company, uh, hmm. other veteran organizations. I know Trent is talking with uh, – oh, I forgot the name of it. He just tweeted about it, but it's like some hiking organization that like a bunch of veterans get together and they go on hikes and stuff. And, like, what, is that Reverend to-
1: Warriors? Yeah, right there, there we go. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
2: So we can get involved in, in stuff like that and, and table that stuff or sponsor that stuff. And help out when when we get our our pack or our nonprofit, whatever route we we're going now. Both, the, yeah, both. Se- seriously though, that would, that would be really cool. Uh, well, what are, what is your end goal though? By by 2022, what do you want to see the vet compo- caucus have accomplished?
1: By the end of 2022, um, honestly, what I think is you know a significant goal, but also attainable. I just want us like firmly in every state like you know obviously have a region rep for every region but also have a presence in every state just you know yeah the ability to get uh tabling equipment out to them and uh obviously we it kind of grow the network that way um because you know i'll depending on like what it is like you know if it's uh, i i'll drive you know what i mean like 15 hours you know to go to like a different state uh to table a convention or to help someone campaign or whatever the case is and i mean if everybody has the same attitude and they don't have to say oh i'll drive 15 hours if even if anybody's just willing to go one state over you know to help like that is a that's a pretty legit network
2: yeah man Uh, absolutely and if even if it's like that's how the mises caucus started man like just two or three people at each state convention just tabling talking to people that's that's all we really need and like uh You don't need to be a veteran to to be in the caucus. You could help us support uh, veteran issues without being a veteran. So like that really opens up the market to like anybody. uh, Veterans will always be in charge of this caucus, though, uh, uh, as we talked about in our bylaws. But uh, yeah, we're we're willing to take anybody's help. So if we get two, three people just to like start it and and get those grassroots in by come 2024, we could be like where the Mises caucus is at today.
1: Um. So I I was gonna mention Roy, anyways. This is Roy. He's the Mohican Libertarian, and Michael's from the Bay Area of California. And uh, Roy, he was in the army. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> Jenny, she was in the Navy. Uh, she's in Florida. So like, oh, I mean, and you know, you've seen them commenting all night. Like they yeah. uh, are veterans themselves. Like I said, same thing with Tub. Tub was in the army. Um, here to uh, call Will an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, fair enough, Tub. Uh, but yeah, man. So like any of those, uh, Roy is running for, I don't think, uh, Roy, what is it that you're running for? It's not state, uh, Senate. It's, a uh, some state representative of some sort in the state of Wisconsin,
2: like an assemblyman,
1: something like that. I hope he will, uh, comment and clarify, but yeah, he's running for office. Like I said, Eric Parker is, uh, running for office. Did you, uh, there there's three, libertarians running for city council in Jacksonville Ford. And they're all three from different districts. That's awesome. That that's is amazing. very awesome. Yeah. That that's insane. Uh, we had tub on last week and yeah, dude, that was, uh, that makes me very happy. It makes my heart very warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Three libertarians running for city council. That's in three amazing. different districts
2: too. That's I, I wish, uh, my city was districted. It's mine's an at large race. So I have to campaign throughout the whole city.
1: Gotcha. Well, yeah. like, man, you know that's like that's like a miniature, uh, free state project in and of itself. You know what I mean? Like, maybe we need to aim small, miss small on this. Maybe we need to have a free city project. You know what I mean? And yeah. You know, so, if,
2: if you look at uh, Hanford in California, they have a libertarian majority. It's uh, three council members and a mayor are wow. all libertarian. Uh, I know uh, they're they're doing good work down there. So shout out to Hanford, uh, if you if any of you peeps are listening out there.
1: Yeah, you guys are out. doing
2: great. So, yeah, we, we can do that, man. One city at a time, one position at a time. Someone just has to step up and do it. Mm. And I'd love to see veterans doing that.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it, – vets to me are – oh, yeah, so it is uh, – Roy is getting, uh, running for state assemblyman. And yeah. uh, he is extremely, extremely, extremely knowledgeable in the uh, medical marijuana for which Wisconsin is uh, really lacking. But uh, Roy has some, like, master certifications on that. So he really knows the stuff as far as that's concerned and uh, all the legislation behind it. Uh, but, yeah, so we have, you know, we have libertarian veterans running that we've known since May, either before the caucus was formed or around the same time.
2: You know, I want to get in contact. Uh, somebody dropped... It was either a Twitter picture or uh, in the Discord that some girl that wants to be the chair of Iowa wants to form a veteran caucus. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. That already exists. We can work together, though. Let's make it happen. No, uh,
1: Have we ever talked about the story of like – did I ever tell you the story of like my introduction to you and Ben? Uh Uh-uh. Dude, it's very funny now. It's very funny. Um, uh, So early on in the caucus, like a month in, two months in, very early on, um, Will text me, and he was like, hey, dude, there's this guy in California that's trying to set up, like, uh, I, I, don't, I can't remember if he said pack or caucus, but he's, like, trying to do this. Like, we got to shut that down. And I was like, "Um, okay. And, then, like, a day later, and he was like, hey, he had his uh, friend message me, and his friend was really cool. And uh, they're not trying to steal our thunder or anything, but we need to have, like, a conversation with them." And then, like, a week later, we met with you all. But, yeah, it started off will's like this motherfucker in california he's trying to like you know steal our caucus <laughs> and now we're all best friends
2: yeah no so what happened was is i was like yo why do veterans not have any representation in california like i would definitely think that'd be an easy caucus because i when i was running for my excom seat for the state like a lot of veterans were hyping me up and like yeah we don't have any so that was my first inclination and i was like okay well let me see if this thing exists so i check on facebook and at that time, nothing. And I was like, okay, like th- this is doable. And I know Ben's a veteran and there's another guy, Brandon Brookshire, that I was super close with. And I, I was talking to them. I was like, hey, we, we need to get organized. But then like eventually, like when we finally got serious about it, and I think like the school semester ended, I saw that there was already one that existed. So I, I DM'd the paint. I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm Michael. Like, I want to help you guys get involved. Like, I want to get involved in, in a higher capacity. Like, let me know what I can do on my end but i'm willing to blow this thing up i'm willing to put it in the time like i, I think this is super important uh and then it never got back to me <laughs> i deleted those messages though so now you can't see them <laughs> they're gone but uh and then i i hit them up again i was like hey dude like i really want to do something like wh- what's going on like I, I don't see much other than memes coming from this page and then will finally Say that me. like it's a bad thing yeah no no it's definitely not it's definitely not. <laughs> Uh and then Will finally uh messaged me. He's like, Hey, I'm gonna add you for my personal, like, let's talk. And and then we talked and I was like, Hey, I have this other guy, Ben Weir, very good dude. Uh can can we bring him on too? Because I, I think originally we'll wanted to just be state state coordinators or organizers or whatever. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's fine, whatever. But uh yeah, and now uh hopefully we, we've been able to help a little bit.
1: Oh no for sure, dude. I think we nobody None of us can imagine a world or at least a veteran caucus without the others. It's definitely how I feel. And I just had an idea. Um, Sorry, while you were talking that, even though I was paying very close attention, I also had an idea. Um, Kind of like what I was saying, like we need to we can we need to make a discord channel like specifically for uh, campaign stuff. yeah. And we need to appoint someone to be over that honestly. And it doesn't have to be, that doesn't have to be a new job. Like if any of y'all are, you know, very well versed in that stuff. And then also, because like I was just thinking, there's so many aspects, so many facets to the caucus and we need to actually uh, solidify those in the discord. We need to have someone that's in charge of like fun stuff, like just meetups. And I mean, even if uh, we're not, you know, meeting each other next week, we can have like zoom calls specifically for that uh, clubhouses. Someone needs to organize that stuff, literally just chill stuff
2: no absolutely I, especially the campaign thing too i think it's very important to have like a, a specific channel for that so like candidates we can bounce ideas off of each other because like uh i i i thought like uh before going into this campaign and my campaign manager telling me otherwise i was like oh we're probably going to spend a majority of the money on signs and t-shirts and he's like no 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 no, no. signs yes that's a, that's a necessary evil but t-shirts no absolute waste of money we will not buy any t-shirts that's really yeah, I get. Uh, he went to the candidate training, uh, candidate support training uh, that we had in Long Beach for, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it was Kara and someone else that was uh, Kara and Apollo actually were, were teaching that class. So yeah, they they got a lot of useful information with that. Uh, I've been to a couple of classes too, uh, where they where they teach you how to be a candidate, and and it'd be good to bounce this ideas off of other people so they we could learn from each other.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean like you know we have so many people that are plugged into so many different outlets within the LP like you know some people like Ben is on the platform committee for California so yeah. obviously oh and that's that's the other update we uh we are Working. pretty far along on our platform uh bylaws are done bylaws are uh done adopted. and yeah bylaws are done and adopted um platform is very much what you'd expect with the non aggression principle um medical freedom should we talk about this, by the way? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, medical freedom, uh, ending the draft, um, yeah. you know, maybe maybe something about a little bit more basic human rights for service members, but uh, we're not holding our breath on that one, uh, but things like that.
2: Yeah. And then uh, access to more uh, unconventional medication like psilocybin, medical marijuana that the VA won't give you if we could, that's something that we're going to hopefully actually push for
1: well and Stephen, uh i had no idea i didn't know you're the chairman for your uh county affiliate that's awesome
2: Heck yeah no where are you idea. at Stephen?
1: uh south carolina he's in Spike's home state wait
2: was he did he just dm us i think today on twitter or m- mention us
1: i don't know
2: i'll have to check yeah. I, I i participate a lot on our on our twitter yeah michael uh, runs
1: the Twitter. I think I was going to put that in uh, the episode description too, but I forgot. Yeah, I need to get better with that. Even if I don't post anything, I just need to get better with Twitter. Period. Dude,
2: we need someone dedicated to Gitter.
1: Really? Like, oh, I, I don't.
2: I don't know if that platform will actually ever take off. But if it does, it would be better that we're active on it. Like I kind of just steal stuff from whatever I tweet and post it on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, that's a. I don't want to learn the app. I don't have <laughs> enough time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, someone needs to get on Gitter. That might be something. Uh, that might be something Trent does. I, I'm just saying that because he's not on Facebook. That might be something he's interested in, like an alternative to that stuff. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a good one too. Um, and anything else is on like the Discord. We need to. Uh...
2: Oh, for, let, we have a fun them.
1: guy. We have a campaign guy.
2: Yeah, real quick. If you guys do join our Discord. It's going to ask you to fill out a form. Please put your real information on that form. After you fill out the form, it'll generate a code that you put in, and you re-enter that in the welcome chat. Once you do that, you get access to the rest of the Discord. And once you get access to the rest of the Discord, change your name to like how mine is right here, and then abbreviate your state so we know where you're at, so we know where to put you and how to organize you and, and get you in contact with, other, with your organizer and see how you could make your region better. So please do that.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Do we have the uh, Do Discord we have the link? region map on the welcome page to help people if they don't know their region? Because I do not know my region.
2: So if you click on like region one, it'll say like Washington, Oregon, Nevada, Utah at the top, and like that's oh, kind of nice. the description. So yeah, we we do have that. Uh, nice. Could we drop the Discord link in the the Dagon? Is that doable?
1: What's a Dagon?
2: the can we drop the the discord link on uh the podcast
1: like in the chat right now yeah yeah yeah. i don't know how i would do that i could uh let me see perhaps i can send it to myself on messenger and And then then, uh yeah let's see about that yeah good idea if anybody uh anybody's not got on there yet uh,
2: yeah how did you guys do the Lima for Hayward dot us on all those?
1: I just typed so it in. Fast. Really? I just, yeah.
2: That's fast. Do you want yeah. me to send it to you on Facebook?
1: Yeah, that works. Oh dude. And you're smart. You're doing it from your computer. I got on my phone, like a Neanderthal. That makes sense. Okay. I'm going to try this. No guarantees. there you go everybody maybe oh I
2: can see all the I don't do Twitter uh, I'm oh, okay yeah, yeah. oh Stephen yeah I remember you you asked how to get more outreach in your county right uh, did you see my comment back to you Uh if, you, if you're not for your county, like make a Facebook page, Twitter page. We've actually had a lot of success with Meet Me and MeWe. I don't know what that is. Uh, another person, our vice chair does that. But we've had like three or four new people show up every time from that. So that's that's another good thing. Use the Neighborhood app too. Uh, I've had people show up to like my campaign events through that and, and our uh, little county meetings. We, we grew from 10 people showing up every time for every meeting at the beginning of the year to now 25 to 30 people showing up consistently.
1: Wow! Uh, and Can you attribute and, that to Meet Me and Meet We?
2: I, all the social medias. Uh, we we got a bunch of new blood with, with me, uh, Teddy, who you know from the Discord is doing a great job running our county social media. Uh, w- with all these new ideas and, and and evolving, we've gotten a lot more people. Uh, I'm trying to do that for my local American Legion, but it's not working as 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 good. But uh, yeah, that 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 is huge. So if you're not on that already. You need to. Okay. He's already on there.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Steven's been with us uh, since the beginning, as far as I know. Um, he got to hang out with bootleg and some of them at the, uh, I think it was the South Carolina uh, LP convention. I think that was the one. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know he was the chair of his county affiliate. That was pretty, pretty That's awesome. Sweet. Um, I was going to tell you something slash ask you something slash start a conversation about something. <laughs> it was, it was nice. It was, oh, nice. That was
2: good. Yeah. I'm sure it was a great conversation. Oh, was...
1: well, I met one of my best friends on a uh, Yik Yak. Did you ever have Yik Yak?
2: Is that, is that the thing where you'd post like anonymous stuff and people would comment yes. on it?
1: Yes. Uh, I,
2: I th- what that was like a 2015 thing,
1: right? Dude, that literally, that probably literally was 20, well, 2016 probably. Yeah. Was, yeah.
2: Cause I, I used it when I was in Pensacola. I think we all had it for like our barracks. Mm-hmm. and uh oh yeah that was like in 2015 that's crazy yeah but i remember that okay
1: i was uh hanging out so like a lot of a lot of people from uh korea got sent... korea is a short tour like other branches would call it a deployment. The air force doesn't call it a deployment. They just call it like a short tour. But mm-hmm. uh, if you sign up for one of those, you get base of preference when you leave, where you get to pick like maybe eight bases and you'll get one of them. Yeah. Um, if you're kind of picky about your base, you can put less than that. But if you don't give them a lot to work with, you know, they might just say, screw your base of preference. Then if like, you just put Hawaii on there and nothing else, like that doesn't mean you're guaranteed to get Hawaii. But um, anyways, a lot of people weren't from Korea to Germany. A couple friends of mine, one of my good friends, uh, I was hanging out in his dorm and, uh, he put on Yik Yak, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we're going to drink and play Monopoly because that's what he liked to do. Even in Korea, they would do that. Um, almost every day off, they would be in like the day room, uh, drinking and playing Monopoly. And, uh, this, uh, dude showed up and he was like, Hey, is this the, you know, is this the right dorm? And we're like, yeah, we're drinking, play Monopoly. Uh, you know, five minutes later, I found out he was from Tulsa. And I was okay. like, oh, that's – and, dude, like, he, was, he was like this baby airman. He had been at the base for like a week. You know what I mean? So he had been in the Air Force for like a month.
2: And he got and Germany off-rip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Must be nice.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. So – but, I mean, that's how I met him, and he's from Tulsa. So we kept in touch. And he uh, he was living in Montana for a little while, which is dope. So dope. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's going to leave me and go back. But he's back in Tulsa now. So, but, yeah, that's where I met one of my best friends was uh, off of Yik Yak. Just my buddy's like, hey, who else is an alcoholic, basically? Dude,
2: all of, so all of my current like best friends, uh, like all my boys out there. Shout out to you guys, Dallas, Braden, Dylan, Alberto, McBride. No, uh, they we were not friends in school. Mm-hmm. We we really weren't. I I think they even like might have hated me because uh I was a couple classes ahead of them and I'd always give them shit that I was a couple classes ahead of them. But we all got stuck in the armpit of the Marine Corps, Marine Corps Air Station Cherry Point and uh we all were hazed together terribly when we hit the fleet and we we kind of all grew on each other and uh one of my best friends is in tulsa from that uh and then i got two in la and one is still in north carolina he decided to stay out there but he's a texas boy it, it's yeah. funny how you meet friends in the military dude it's it's crazy uh the dude i i ended up living with my last six months while i was in i, I still consider him one of my best friends, and I was a groomsman in his wedding, uh, his, his name is Josh. He put a cricket in my sandwich during one of our uh, like training exercises. We were in El Centro, California, and it was my first time ever meeting him. He, he was a corporal, and I was a, a boot. Like I'm talking two weeks into the fleet. like I'm mm-hmm. a boot. And uh, I was I was fucking with him like so we have to roll our sleeves a very specific way so they're like nice and tight and presentable well yes. it's really easy to fuck them up you just go and like pull them apart and then they look they look terrible you have to spend like another ten minutes rolling them to get them all perfect but I would do that to him all the time and I'd, I'd pull his sleeves apart and you get pissed uh so he put a cricket in my sandwich and I got really upset uh and then we became best friends
1: hell yeah <laughs> yeah and that that was pretty much how that story went. Uh, I was, I became real close with two different guys, two different duty stations where we didn't, didn't particularly like each other at first, but we're just like literally like stubborn people who like also, well, I would say that we all have in common that we like people, but it's in different ways. And basically we had like friends in common and like, we did not like each other, but we also refused just to like write each other off. Be like, no, I'm not going to be this guy's friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no hazing in the Air Force. I mean, there are some jokes. I mean, I think it's cool that you guys have, like, sanctioned hazing. Like, it's probably pretty important. Um, I think don't. that would have been really fun. No, no, no. No, you don't. Yeah. But that sounds training. like. <laughs> that sounds really fun. I would. Well, did you. And this isn't uh, this isn't like a Pogue joke or anything like that. But how often were you working with, like, weapons and rifles? Once a year once a year so you know like kind of like clearing barrel procedures like uh like whenever you're turning your gear back into the armor,
2: rack it back lock it put it in the thing squeeze the trigger
1: yeah well we would i would that that was like one of the i mean it's Obviously very different from real hazing, but that's like one of the only like Jeep jokes we had in Air Force is like you would just like close people's uh, bolts while they were standing in line to turn in because then they have to get out of line, go back to the clearing barrel, clear their rifle, then get in like the back of the line. But uh, the best ones, like, so you try to, if you hit the release, obviously that sends the bolt forward, but people are always kind of on guard with that. If you hit the forward assist, that'll do it. And if you just hit the butt, the butt stock hard stock hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. It'll send the bolt forward. So, I mean, but everybody's kind of on, and you know, I wasn't going to do that. Like I wasn't that much of an, I'm not going to actually like hit someone's weapon. That's pretty bad. But, um, man, I, I tricked this guy. I was like, uh, you know, I was, I was just like staring at his rifle and like, he would kind of look and see me and he kind of look and see me. And I'd be like, dude, what? And he was like, what are you looking at? And I was like, your buttstock looks really weird. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, tap it. And he tapped. I was like, tap it really hard. (laughs) Send the bull for it. so I mean I'd I'd make it I'd make them do it to themselves because yeah it's hard to get somebody because everybody's kind of on guard for that one.
2: That's funny. That's that's like the oh what's on your shirt? Poop. <laughs> it is
1: like that. <laughs> it is just like that.
2: Uh, we we uh the Marine Corps took it very serious when you're uh, on range week. Mm-hmm. Like they they did not. I'm sure every branch is right for for obvious reasons, especially since we're pogues. Uh, so like i don't think we ever like fucked messed around like that uh i have paid an armor before though to take my weapon have you guys Dude, ever done that
1: absolutely I, I would get so pissed because some of them were greedy and they would like i don't even know they, they had scams going where you would turn your weapon in 10 times they'd be like still not clean like hey you know if you give me 20 dollars this will be clean right like no like you know i'm yeah, that, that's my, you know, that's my. Oh, I, ne-
2: I never gave him more than like five bucks. Oh, I think gotcha, it, dude. it typically was like two dollars enough to get him like a monster or something, you know, or a rip it.
1: I can't remember what the going rate was, but uh, they would basically just deny you until you paid him. It was it was a racket.
2: Well, uh We had cleaning stations like in front, right where we had like these big metal tables. But Mm -hmm. eventually, uh, they installed like these red things. Uh, At least you guys can roll your (laughs) sleeves. That's funny. No, they had like these red cleaning stations that was was, like a brush and a hose, and it would just spew out CLP. No. Yeah, dude. And I was like, and no one was using them. And I was like, do those work? And they're like, yeah, but I don't know what it is. And I was like, well, fuck this. So I I bring my rifle over there. I was like, oh, this is CLP or it's like a degreaser or something. I was Mm like, bet. So I just threw my rifle in there and, like, took it apart and just scrubbed it. And then I got super CLP everywhere. Longest part was just wiping it back down afterwards. But yeah. it, it cleaned it in, like, five minutes. It was absolutely insane. I was like, oh, these dumb Marines.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. They haven't discovered how to use tools yet. Yeah.
2: It's Stone age.
1: Man. Yeah, They uh, there's some pretty funny memes. Have you seen the memes of, like, the boots that are, like, standing at parade rest for, like, I don't think it was an ice cream machine, but it was definitely in the chow hall. They're standing at parade rest in front of like, I don't know, maybe a salad bar or something like that.
2: Dude. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that happens. A, like if you go to Jacksonville or, yeah. uh, and I guess in San Diego it'd be like Oceanside or whatever, you'll see Marines do that all the time. And it's like, Oh my God. And then yeah. like, you know, they had, they had the tactical backpack, the high and tight. sure, uh, And <laughs> parade rest.
1: Dude, my friend gage the one that you know he had the dark stall in his basic training which mm-hmm. I can't get over that that's I could talk about that's, that my mind. yeah because you know like there's some sick individual they've been waiting their entire like the person who there's like someone would make the schedule you know what I mean like this is oh. your 15 minute slot and like you know someone's been waiting their entire life for that you know when I get older I'm gonna make a schedule for my friends to jerk off like there's <laughs> some sick minds but um he he went to basic training when I was in tech school and my tech mm-hmm. school was at Lackland where our basic training is. So uh, I, yeah, San Antonio. So I got to see him on his first week of basic training and the air force is called sneaker weekers. Uh, what do you call someone in like the receiving phase? Like first week
2: <laughs> shower shoes, I guess.
1: Oh, well we call them sneaker weekers. Cause like during the first half of the day, they wear their PT shoes and then, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah which I, they say to break the boots in and they have like the fresh, fresh haircuts, you know what I mean? Like they just got their hair shaved off. So, uh, I worked, I volunteered at the, uh, the basic training chapel on the weekends. And, uh, so I told my buddy, like, dude, I, uh, you know, if you ever want to see me like the entire go to, go to church eight weeks that are here, yeah, just go to church and you know, I'll, I'll look for you. But if you, I like, absolutely want to see me, I'll be at the Catholic service. That's when I was in charge of. So, uh, I was looking and yeah, I got to see my best friend growing up as a, his first week in base training he was too scared to talk to me which kind of broke my heart and I also get it you know what i mean but yeah, yeah you're not like obviously like i wasn't allowed to like give him a hug or a high five or like anything like that
2: dude so that reminds me of a funny story so like i had this uh my buddy his name was danny and uh we were in the pool we we're police together in the depth mm-hmm. and uh i ended up shipping like way before he was supposed to ship on like some freak shit but like we always said like hey if if we're ever in boot camp together go to the buddhist church and because you could meditate and sleep yes uh like let's do it and he's like all right dude if i ever get in like i'm I'm gonna go to the buddhist church you better be there and we're on like week like probably like seven or eight and i I see this guy at camp pendleton at the range and he's like lima dude how are you like you're only a company ahead of me like what's up dude i got here like two weeks after you did uh, whatever, where have you been? And I was like, Oh, you know, just with my company's like, Yeah, but you don't you don't go to church? I was like, Yeah, I go to church every weekend. I go to the Christian one. He's like, dude, you said to go to the Buddhist one. So I've been going to the Buddhist church the last eight, <laughs> eight weeks.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> oh, that that was that was always so funny. Like how many Marines get spiritual in boot camp? Yes. And, and yeah. pray and sing, and because you, you you don't see that once once you leave. You see it a little bit in MCT. But after that, it's it's almost non-existent. It's kind of sad.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that that, the same thing at the Air Force, there were dudes that even came in like they were like atheist or whatever. But people really do enjoy going to church and basic training because that's like your only free time. And like it's great. Like you get to listen to music.
0: Yeah. You know I mean, like right? there's that
1: was, music there. You get to sit down really like we, we weren't ever allowed to sit down. So like our thing was, we would, uh, we would like lay, if you had a bottom bunk, you had it made because you could like crawl under your bed and pretend to be like making the bottom of your bed. Cause we really would do that. We'd pull our sheets tight underneath. Yeah, And, uh, so, I mean, people would, uh, you know, that, that, that was just an excuse to get off your feet. You know what I mean? Cause would we you, had chairs in our bays, but we weren't allowed to sit in them.
2: Would you ever and, poop and your rack?
1: boot bend your rack boot band boot band no
2: uh so once you tuck your sheets under your rack you grab a boot band and hook it on one side and hook it on the other and since it's stretchy it pulls it super tight so we'd put like two or three boot bands
1: wait is this what you're calling a boot band yeah 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 oh blousing strap
2: okay yeah boot
1: band (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no we never did that but like our uh our mattress frames were made out of wire so like you could uh literally just like hook the sheet underneath
2: oh okay yeah and keep it super tight yeah, yeah we we would boot band it uh and i even like even when i was in florida in my my, my a school i would boot band my rack because our instructors made us and uh we, I, I had my own room i was super happy so i slept on like the spare mattress at night and just never slept on my actual bed because it was yeah. perfectly made
1: yeah it's crazy that's a that's a huge blessing yeah yeah everybody goes to church and stuff um also on for sundays for us we always had a uh, grilled cheese and ravioli yeah i just see the mormon church
2: yeah i know wait <laughs> what branch are you in
1: He's in the army the Mormon church three hours uh, off base and you get candy yeah, that is pretty tight
2: uh but what were you we saying sorry
1: uh we we got grilled cheeses on sunday that like that's what they served in the chow hall every sunday was grilled cheese and like uh i can't remember what it's called it's ravioli but it's got potato filling instead of like uh, it's oh, like yeah, yeah. Potato, uh, uh but yeah so sundays were grilled cheeses and jesus
0: grilled <laughs> cheeses
2: and jesus dude
1: the, Jesus I was I, in basic training I was a chapel guide which uh ba- you just work at the chapel like doing stuff like cleaning so, up the pews like you know you just work you just, there
2: Had not know what I know now I would have totally done that cuz you get a meritorious mass for that in the, the Marines and that looks really good for when you're getting like graded
1: Man, we – so we didn't get anything for doing that in basic training. In tech school, I did the almost the exact same thing. So in tech school, I was in charge of the chapel guides was mm-hmm. basically my job, and that's uh, white rope. You literally have a white rope that you wear on your uniform. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen
2: people at that, yeah.
1: Hell, yeah. So, I mean, I was a white rope, and then uh, you get an LOA, which is a letter of accommodation. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we have that too. I was going to say, yeah, that doesn't sound as – what did you call the other one? A meritorious – So
2: we have have meritorious mass. So you have letters of appreciation, certificates of appreciation, and then a meritorious mass uh, for like – meritorious mass being the highest one. Uh, and, And that all goes in accounting when you're getting graded for pros and cons, which they're doing something new now. It's not pros and cons, so I'm a dinosaur now. I'm just
1: kidding, dude. Dude, the military changes so much, man. The, the Air Force—they come out with a new like ranking system every other year, it seems like.
2: Yeah, dude I, my my first experience was with the Air Force was in Pensacola. Uh, we shared mm-hmm. uh, barracks with them for the first two weeks when we went to Pensacola. It was an yeah. Air Force barracks, but the the receiving Marines would check in there and then and then move over to the real barracks. But we always had duty there, yeah. And we would fuck with the Air Force so bad uh we would like because we'd have to check ids when they'd come in right yeah. uh so we'd make them uh like empty out their bags like completely put their id on the ground take 10 steps back face away while we inspected everything like de- like depending on who was like we were fucking turds man uh i feel i feel really bad for doing that If if you're in the air force and i bullied you at one point i apologize
1: Man, uh, it would have been probably still before your time. My friend Gage, his tech school was in Pensacola. He was a structural aircraft maintainer, so he did like this. Yeah, so
2: airframes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, in his tech school was in Pensacola, and he actually, so maybe.
2: Same schoolhouse.
1: Yeah, and you know, he went back TDY for like maybe non-destructive testing, or maybe it was like his fiberglass. He Uh, he went back as like a, uh, eh, he wasn't a sergeant at the time. He was probably an E4, but he went back
2: we 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 didn't mess if if you had more than uh what was it three stripes we,
1: we didn't mess with them. Oh, if they had more than three stripes if they were an NCO you wouldn't mess with them.
2: Yeah, for the Air Force. Nice. It, it, e, E4 might have still been in that range, but E4 is three stripes. Oh, is it? So now you know, we didn't mess with them. But it's two stripes and below, they're fair game. Lance Corporals and below, fair game. And then uh, sailors, the all of them are pretty much fair game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, yeah.
1: Ours in tech school are the people that did that, they would have like 12 plus hour shifts, like maybe 15, uh, definitely no 24 hour shifts, but they were a little bit sad because they weren't people. Well, there, there were people in the process of getting out of tech school. They were getting Mm -hmm. like kicked out of the military and most of them weren't, it wasn't for like disciplinary reasons. It was mostly for like medical or they quit. You know what I mean? But those Mm -hmm. are the people that's what they would make them do all day. Like some of them would be on working parties, but the majority of them just be pulling CQ and, um, most of them were, uh, pretty damn annoying. One of my friends, he, uh, we all thought he was going to get kicked out because he tickled one of them. Um, he was, he was a hilarious dude and I particularly liked him. He was 21. So he was, he, he was old enough to drink and, uh, they, it was when the first time I remember hearing about red I think red was new and we had red at the shop that's on base. And, you know, I'm like a movie fanatic, like I'm always watching movies. Um, so I was so pumped every weekend. That's what I would do is I would get uh, movies from the Red Box. And my friend, he would go to the bowling alley and get drunk. And then he would come over and he'd be like, hey, so what movies did you get? And we would watch a movie together. And then the next day he would come in like at 10 o'clock in the morning and he'd be like, so what movie did you get? So uh, it was awesome. But... Uh, one night he comes in and uh, he walks in my room and like someone was yelling at him. So I was like, what the hell? And it was just this like little nerdy kid that was doing CQ and he was just like yelling at him, just like reading him the riot act. And my friend Smith just looked at him and slammed the door in his face. And I was like, man, what's that all about? And apparently whenever he came in, the dude was just kind of like bitching at him for like being drunk and this, that, or the other. So my friend Smith, he's a goofy dude. He's probably like all of six foot five, um, he just like walked up to him, looked at him for a couple seconds, and then tickled him. So, uh, this uh, dude, I'm not kidding because this is actually not funny. So, the kid was threatening to tell the MTL that, uh, he basically, you're not allowed to tickle them sexually. Oh, yeah. In the military, you're not allowed, or sorry, in the Air Force, you're not allowed to tickle people. That is sexual assault. That is a <laughs> unwanted sexual advance. So, yeah, everybody's like, yeah, he's going to be a convicted sexual assailant. But, uh, he, he, I can't remember at what point during the night necessarily, but he goes to this other guy's dorm. His name is Thomas. He was a little bit shorter than Smith. He was probably about 6'1", 6'2", but he was absolutely yoked. You know what I mean? He probably weighed uh, 250 pounds plus. Uh, He, they they were hanging out at the bar also, and uh, he went back and immediately passed out. But my friend Smith goes into his room, sees him sleeping on his bed. He's wearing a pair of white jeans and a white T-shirt. Smith goes to his refrigerator, gets like a gallon of orange juice, <laughs> and pours orange juice all over him.
2: That's that's
1: funny. So there's like five of us in my room because I'm freaking out. Like, oh, we're all going to get kicked out of the Air Force over this. So like, he already slammed the door on the CQ kid. Then uh, he tells us about what happened to Thomas, and he's banging on our door. And I thought they were about to start throwing down I was like, Oh, we're going to get kicked out of the air force for that. And eventually, uh, an E six came in, uh, to get, but it was actually really cool. He didn't get kicked out. Everything was fine, but, uh, that was a pretty crazy night for tech school.
2: Dude. So, uh, that reminded me when you stand duty for us, it was, it was all the Marines that just got there from combat training, Mm -hmm. uh, and that haven't classed up yet. They they were called the mat company, Marines awaiting training. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's the only way you'd have duty because if you're in class, like they wouldn't want to give you duty because you can't miss school. Mm -hmm. uh but i remember when i was in matt i i had duty one time and we didn't we treated our our turds a a lot poorly like we didn't give them any kind of power like duty but we would have to escort them to headquarters and the marine headquarters on pensacola were super far so like you have to have a duty escort him and i remember i'm in my chucks or bravas whatever i was wearing at the time uh and that's like one of my service uniforms with like the brown khaki shirt green pants piss cover and core frames and i'm I'm escorting him to headquarters to like check in or something like that and uh he asked me on the way there he's like hey you want to smoke and i was like no i'm good man he's like do you care uh he's like oh well do you have any and i was he's like i was like no i don't he's like oh okay so we go into this building we talk to some gunny or whatever he like checks him in clears him good to go gunny like leaves the room i'm still standing in there i'm not paying attention to this guy though i'm kind of just like chilling like enjoying the air conditioning you know yeah uh and then he's like all right you're good to go and i was like all right cool let's let's get out of here and he's and then the same kid asked me he's like hey man like do you care if we stop and smoke really quick and i was like i thought you don't have any cigarettes he's like oh i took some from that gunny when he left <laughs> i was like <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like okay <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: Um, tooth we had almost the exact same thing. Ours was uh that was your SAT week, which is students awaiting training. Yeah, uh, but we actually didn't know that um because all the all the people that were already in tech school they told us it stood for shitty ass trainees. Yeah. So we were just like, but we were just like stumped. It's like I know that's not it, but I don't know what it stands for. So that's your SAT week. But then um in basic training, whenever I was going to the chapel to do my chapel guide duties, um someone that was just a few weeks ahead of me was marching me over there and you're not supposed to talk while you march. I mean, right. I think ever, but you know, if no one's around, you know, he was talking to me and stuff and he was being real cool. And he asked, uh, he asked where, and it was a pretty long walk. It was, you know, I don't know. It was uh, at least probably a 30 minute walk. And he asked where I was from. And I was, uh, I told him Oklahoma and keep in mind, we're in San Antonio, Texas. And he was like, Oh man. So you're far from home. But it didn't sound like he was kidding because it's like a six-hour drive. And I was like, dude, wow. Oklahoma is the next state up. And he was like, man, I'm sorry. I'm not from around here. And I was like, where are you from? And he was like, Canada. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. And he basically he gave me the story. Basically, his mom uh, married a guy that was from Ohio. So they moved back and I'm pretty sure like he graduated high school uh, a year early. And I don't know Mm. if it's, I don't know if he was high speed. I don't know if that's how they do it. I have no idea, but he graduated high school and they had just moved to Ohio and he was like bored. So when they were at work, he was just moseying around the town and an air force recruiter found him. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, basically in Canada. Yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah. I mean, that's what he told me anyways. And basically the air force recruiter is like, Oh yeah, we don't have free college here unless you join the military.
2: <laughs> unless
1: but yeah so i'm not from around here where are you from canada
2: how, how did a recruiter get in touch with you
1: okay so it's my friend gage uh same friend minimum friends forever um the canada guy nope uh no, no. the air oh, the
2: guy. guy. The, yeah, yeah okay
1: um the dark stall guy we uh we were oh my God. great friends we had uh in school we had sixth and seventh period together. Sixth period was like world cultures. And I really liked that class and we were juniors in high school and there was like a job fair going on. And the deal was if you are a junior, you got to miss like last period to go to the job fair. But if you're a senior, you got to miss the last two periods since like, obviously it's like more important for you. So like we're sitting in sixth period and, uh, I wasn't going to go because seventh period was baseball. So I was like, I'm not really like going to skip baseball. You know what I mean? Just cause it's fun anyways. But, uh, the like secretary she comes on the intercom and makes the announcements like teachers release all of the juniors and seniors to go to the job fair it's so, like all the juniors are looking at each other like you know we get to go for two hours so my buddy was like i'm gonna go and i was like dude, i'm sure ch- i like that class and i like that teacher so he goes and he comes back and i was like how's the job fair he's like it's cool and he's like man i'm gonna tell you something he's like we got to join the air force and i looked at him and i was like uh, okay And he thought I was being sarcastic. He thought I was being an asshole. He thought I was messing with him. So he keeps telling me, like, you know, my grandpa was in the Air Force and they paid for this and this. And he was like, I was talking to this recruiter and he's telling me about this and this and we should join the Air Force. And I was like, okay. And he's like, "Uh, why aren't you listening to me? I was like, no, dude, let's do it. So, uh, yeah, one day he took me to the recruiter's office and uh, we sat down and talked to him. And, yeah, the rest is history. I have I found I was going through some stuff the other day and I found his business card in like a box that I had. Now it's on my fridge. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, how did you get recruited?
2: Uh, I will tell you that later. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I know my recruiter was pissed when he found out I didn't have a high school diploma. Really? Yeah. Cause you can't join the military without a high school diploma. And, uh, the consolation is you get to have 15 college credits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, I I went to school uh at 17. I went to college uh and and started doing that. And I, I, I took like five psychology classes, like bullshit classes. Yeah. Uh and I got C's and D's pretty much in all of my classes, but it was enough to pass. Like that's all I needed. Yeah. Which which by the way is is tanking my GPA now that I have Isn't a three really? seven. Yes, dude, I would have a three seven if it wasn't for those Ds. Ah, Anyways, that uh and then there was one one class. I, I took one history class and it was California history and I was failing it. I had like a fifty eight point like three and I was like, Professor, like I know I don't show up to class ever or ever do the homework and barely do the test, but I'm really only doing this to get in the military. I don't even want an education, I just want to be a Marine. Yeah. Can you give me a D?
1: And he said, No, <laughs> I thought he was going to say simplify. Damn it. No,
2: no, no, no. no. So I, had to, I had to take summer classes and then I finally got in.
1: Damn dude. I was going to put that on the episode description that you you took the like you're literally the opposite of most people. You were homeless and then you joined the Marines. Yeah, so yeah, that, right. That, that's ass backwards. Most people it's the other way around.
2: Yeah. Uh dude, uh what so like one of my my biggest pet peeves c- coming from where I came from is people that feel like really like Woes me and like they're, they're sorry for themselves and, and like they've given up, you know, I, I don't know if, if that's something you feel passionate about, but I, I can't stand people like that. I, I, I hate it. It's like, uh, and then I hate people. Well, I dislike people that, uh, are upset with me because like I'm doing okay. It's like, yeah. yo, dude, you had the same opportunity as I did. Mm-hmm. Like I've even brought you to recruiters. Like I don't know why you're upset. Sure. So, uh I have to take 15 credits strategy. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> we uh, we missed out on the promotion though, but that sucks because if you, if you do have a diploma and you have 15 college credits, you get E2 out of boot camp.
1: Right. Yeah. Um. We had the same thing, roughly, and then, um, man, I was always. You know, not really offended. I wasn't actually butthurt. But, you know, like, we'd be like walking around, like me and my friends would be walking around, and like, so like my friend Gage would be walking around the mall or something, and someone would pull my friend aside. But hey, have you ever considered joining the military? And I was kind of be like, but um, after I was already in, I'd be home on leave and stuff, and I'd go to like the mall to see my recruiter, just say hi and stuff, obviously. But uh, they, you would have the people, you'd have the Marines that are just out of boot camp, and if you get enough people to sign up under you, they would uh, you know, they get a promotion. Yeah. That was fun. They would ask me, like, hey, have you ever thought about serving your country? And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, hey, we, you want to come in and talk to this recruiter? And I was like, uh, no, I'm good, dude. <laughs> I uh,
2: I got Lance Corporal that way. I, dude, got, nice. I got two people. But that, that's
1: not an option in the Air Force. Really? Mm. Well,
2: dude, it's so hard for the mission that uh, my girlfriend just got home. It's so hard uh, making mission in the Marines. So they, they just give that stuff away. Uh, hi, babe. Uh, yeah.
1: So there was, was a dude, wondering. I was in uh, the depth with him. So he's from like roughly the same area as me. He's actually from like an hour and a half away, but I was in the depth with him. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So, you know, I knew him roughly. Well, I went to basic training before him, apparently, because when I was in tech school, I saw him going to church. So, uh, you know, I kind of said something to him. I was just like, Hey, trainee Casey. And he was like, yes, sir. And I was like, dude, it's me, you know, Voorhees. And he was like, yes, sir. I was like, we were in the depth together. And he's just looking at me like, okay, like he didn't recognize me. (laughs) All right, dude, have fun at church, you know, see you later. He didn't recognize me. Like, okay, fair enough, whatever. But uh, then like two years after that, we're in Korea. And I see him in my unit building in Korea. And I was like, yo, Casey, what's up? I haven't seen you since basic training. He's like, you're in my basic training? And I was like, no, but I was there and I was in your depth. And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) So dude uh, did not know me whatsoever.
2: What's that? I I don't have my phone on me and I haven't checked it in like the last 2 hours and my girlfriend just got home and I think she's upset.
1: <laughs> Everybody, this was Michael Lima, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> National He was, wh-
2: sure? no. We we could talk for another couple of minutes, but then I we'll probably we could cut it like what, 2 hours.
1: Yeah, man, that works.
2: So so it's even. I got a junior and got a 94 QT, moved to Kansas and her sort of freaked out and made me retest and got a 95. <laughs> i would share i would share that story about that i told you earlier but i think that's like illegal so i won't oh yeah yeah (laughs) but i have a funny story about asvabs too (laughs) join join the discord to find out (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah dude uh fuck what was i gonna say dude we were we were talking about something
1: yeah we were talking about stuff your
2: recruiters were in the mall yes that's so interesting
1: well, what do you guys have? Do they have like their own building or something?
2: No. Well, they're on like little strip malls, I guess, but they're, or like parking lots, like with like a Lucky's or, or a Safeway or whatever you guys call it.
1: These would probably, these, these are strip malls. Keep in mind, okay. they're from like a real small town. Yeah. It's not okay. a real mall.
2: Okay. Cause I, I know, um, so we do a lot of like recruiter's assistance, uh, even when you're not a recruiter, like you'll go out mm-hmm. and help your recruiter be like a proof source, et cetera. Uh, I remember one time we were tabling uh, a Call of Duty release. Hell yeah! Uh, that was uh, interesting. We got nobody. It was a complete waste of time. We didn't even get a Call of Duty for free. It was, it was horse shit. <laughs> oh, whatever. Have Have you had recruiters text you or like reach out to you since you've been out?
1: No, dude. Unfortunately, because yeah, I'm very <laughs> envious of all you guys that like send them pictures of you in uniform or whatever. Oh, I would yeah. I would love to mess with the recruiter. I've I've said I need I need to start go hanging out at the mall so I can recruit them to the caucus.
2: Yeah, do it, dude. That would be a good idea. Uh, I I've kept pretty good relations with uh, the recruiters here, even though even when I'm out and like, uh, I it's really hard for me to to sometimes hate the the military because I'm I'm so thankful at the same time for what what they did for me oh mm. uh, yeah because come com, you know coming from where i came from they like they gave me a, a fresh start mm-hmm. and, and uh it's sometimes it's really hard to like do you know what i'm saying like it's very unlibertarian to promote the military i guess well, but, but at dude, the same it's, it's time it's very some realistic
1: kids... there are some great things about it you know what i mean yeah. yeah i hate the people that get so hung up on like the murder cult you know this that or the other you know no, i could ridiculous. help you in like two seconds
2: yeah exactly i uh i hate it because like they were so like i wouldn't be where i'm at today without the marines Mm -hmm. so so, some kids need it too like a lot of my friends if they had joined the military they they could have a lot better lives
1: for sure and yeah what you were talking about i would say that i'm not as passionate about it as you like that's not a particular pet peeve of mine but Mm -hmm. something and you know i had to learn myself um people get mad if you tell them like not to make excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I, I explained to someone recently, like there, there are good excuses and bad excuses. You know what I mean? Like an excuse is just a reason not to do something. There are plenty of good excuses. Like, Oh, I couldn't go to this job interview because my car wouldn't start. Like yeah. there are good excuses, but regardless of that some of them are completely viable and, Perfectly reasonable, and excuse still doesn't get you anywhere. You know what I mean. Yeah. Even though, yeah, it's not your fault. It wasn't your day. Like your car didn't start. The buses weren't running. Like, yeah, I get that. That's not your fault. But I mean, you got legs. Just as but, an example, you know yeah. what I mean. An excuse still will not get you anywhere if you're Llam looking graffiti's. for results. Yeah, <laughs> graffitis
2: No, dude. Uh, and and eventually, you have to take responsibility for yourself. No one cares about you like you care about yourself no one's gonna save you and the the quicker people realize that they can get their lives together yes. uh like like you said with the car thing well okay if you knew your car wasn't gonna start or there's car problems why didn't you leave earlier why why didn't you try to start it before why did why didn't you prep for this why didn't you look up the bus schedule why didn't where was your bike at my my dog's going buck wild because my girlfriend took the other one for a walk but not him
1: Wait, is this the one that just got neutered?
2: Yes. So he he is. (laughs) I'll
1: I'll show you guys him. Oh, hey, buddy. That's a pretty (laughs) boy, even with the cone.
2: Yeah. Well, he's a good boy.
1: There's an F in the chat for his nuts.
2: F in the chat for his nuts. Dude, yeah, he's acting so much more well-behaved since he got his nuts cut off. Well, the Mohican libertarian, uh, got a 95. He's a genius. So he was in the army. Yeah, I guess not.
1: Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know.
2: Uh, the army means, uh, aren't ready for Marines yet.
1: Uh, air force rejected me yesterday.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That too. I could not even find an air force recruiter. So like at once the Marine Corps recruiter made contact with me, uh, I went to go talk to every other branch. I talked to the Navy. I mm-hmm. talked to the Army, and uh, I really liked the Army that that you could pick your actual job. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's that's baller. And then I didn't like the idea of living on a ship, so the Navy was out. But I really wanted to talk to the Air Force, but there was no Air Force recruiter.
1: So I know, like, my recruiter, he had he was responsible for like multiple regions. Like, he had a huge area.
2: Yeah, because like, everybody wants to be in the Air Force.
1: Well, and, you know, the Air Force has less people. I mean, so do the Marines, though. Um, I don't know what, yeah, I don't know exactly what the deal is uh, on that. But, yeah, I mean, I know for sure that our Air Force recruiters that spread really thin. So that that is unfortunate, though.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful, though, uh, because (laughs) I I play JV sports throughout all of high school. But when I chose my branch, I didn't choose the JV. (laughs)
1: Dude, that's beautiful. Did you did you say that? <laughs> it, I assume he means Marines. That was a Marine meme.
2: Yeah, that that's what I thought too. And like, I wonder if you knew that a Marine posted that because I was the one that posted that
1: meme. Yeah,
2: I was, I was like, wow, dude, settle down, Warfighter, relax.
1: There's always some characters, man. Always.
2: <laughs> He's gonna watch this podcast and like hate me now.
1: Well, nobody can hate you, Michael.
2: That's right uh dude any any last thoughts bro
1: absolutely not this is again both the podcast with you are the longest ones because will will only wants to hang out for 40 minutes
2: <laughs> dude i i i like just like talking to you guys you guys are a lot, a lot of fun i wish will enjoyed talking to us as much yeah of course but he's a busy guy he's, he's got jiu-jitsu guy. to do
1: he does have jiu-jitsu he's got to fold his clothes with other people in them
2: <laughs> yeah right that's, that's how it works. Dude, we have and, our uh, county elections tomorrow. Really? Yeah.
1: Uh what are you running as?
2: Uh I'm currently the secretary and I hate it. So and, and to be honest, like uh we need Yeah, we do. I, I'm I'm down for that whenever, man. You let me know for the Zoom meet. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh I I really I'm I'm already on the state Excom and uh I just got the Mises caucus endorsement to run again for my spot at large. So I'm pretty much I I I have it in the bag. Uh I don't really care. I I, I care about my county. Obviously I'm still going to participate. But if someone else wants to take my spot as secretary or at large, whatever, I am more than happy to nominate them. Uh, I think the county is like the first like foot in the door that everybody should get involved with, kind of get a feel for Robert's rules, how how it works. Uh, So if, if, if new blood wants to step up or, or a new libertarian wants to try it, like I I have no hard feelings. I won't even run against you, man. Like You, man, you got it.
1: Hit me up offline. My county doesn't have one. We, we don't have an affiliate. And I think uh, I need like three other people. I think you have to have four people to have a county. Yeah,
2: you could start. You'd be the interim chair. Uh, my vice chair, Elizabeth Stump, she's great. She actually created the, the county handbook that's going to be spread national on like everything you need to do to start a county affiliate. She, she mapped out the handbook. I'll get that to you. That's that's easy day, man. If you could build your county, county affiliates set up infrastructure for statewide elections. Uh, That's, that's one thing I learned uh, about the Jeff Hewitt election for the recall election is the California LP, even though we're probably one of the bigger LPs and has the most delegates, we're not ready for state elections. We're not ready for federal elections. We really aren't. We don't have the infrastructure set up. We don't have all the county set up. If every county was like my county or LA, we would be solid. But but that's not the case, and uh, that that's why I would love to see national and all these states focusing only on city council, county supervisor, or like school board races only until we build that infrastructure, because realistic like i i can't speak for other states but i can speak for california realistically if you're running for congress as a libertarian you're wasting everybody's time and money Mm. facts like you you don't we don't have the team yet but county affiliates are the way to do that and build that infrastructure so if any of you guys out there want that county handbook uh drop your email in the chat i guess but or braxton i'll definitely i was gonna call you ben (laughs) But uh, Braxton, I'll definitely get that to you, brother
1: Absolutely Yeah, thanks, man I appreciate that And yeah, anybody Any questions, you know You need to be following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram And especially Discord anyways Uh, Our Discord just got revamped It's beautiful
2: Oh, Um, I got an idea Hold on We
1: do have a Zoom meeting Uh, The next one that we have scheduled is for Sunday At uh, probably going to be 8 p.m. Central Uh, So basically at this time
2: yeah, and then I'm going to drop a link. I think I can comment on this thing, right? Can you publish you can? it? Yes, yeah, here's that. There is our link tree to all three of our social oh, media. Nice,
1: very nice. Thanks for that, Michael. And uh, don't forget to check out Lima for Hayward, it's a very nice website, actually. Yeah,
2: yo, so funny. Last thing, and then I swear I'm done. So if I posted this on the California discussion page because some other dude just posted, like, his Congress run. I was like, oh, I didn't know we were allowed to do this on this page. I was like, hey, go check out my website. Let me know if you have any critiques. And, and for the most part, people were like, yeah, that's a good website. Solid, colorful, whatever, uh, nice, easy to navigate. But in the very first sentence, it says Lima's fighting for Hayward. Help him, or whatever. But we spelled Hayward wrong. We forgot the Y, so it's just Howard. And like some salty dude from our state party is like, it would help if you spelled the city you're running in correctly. And it's like, t'ouche. It's you're not wrong. So that's been fixed. If you guys find any errors, please let me know at US. Hell yeah! All right, Michael,
1: All right. thank you very much. I'll talk to you very soon and Up in the Discord, see everyone else soon too. In Sounds the Discord. Good. Later, brother. See you, sir. All right. This has been Not A Real Veteran, and there is a video that I'm supposed to play to end the show, supposed to.